We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What up? Quick note before we start. Next week's show is going to be delayed a day because of scheduling conflicts. Just want to let you know that right now so you don't have to hit me up and tell me the show is not out. I realize the show will not be out next Wednesday morning. It'll be out next Tuesday or Thursday morning. Thursday morning it'll be out. Ah, I almost screwed myself up with it. Anyway, enjoy this show and remember, stick around to the bitter end of this one, all right? Enjoy. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, week five, spread picks, game previews. Two of us will be selecting survivor picks as well since two of us are still alive. Uh, If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, there are two ways to do so for the show. Actually, three ways to do do so for this show. Number one, smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me your favorite spread of the week. The other way to do it, as I've been asking for, any moment that you enjoy from this show... Just put a time code in the comment section along with your DraftKings handle. And hey, it just helps me catalog the show for a best of at the end of the year. So people have been very good with that the past two weeks. Let's keep that going in case I forget to say it in like two weeks. Still, that's still on the board. Even if I don't say it, it's still on the board. Just remember that. The other way to do it is subscribe, rate, review, and download the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Five stars, DraftKings handle, something nice about the show, and you'll be in a draw for 20 DK Bucks winners announced live on Monday show, 1 p.m. Eastern time on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Jeffrey Feinberg, fresh off a new year is here. Hmm. What, do you, what, what, what do you do? Do you do, like wear the hats and celebrate new year? I have no idea Hold what happened. Hold on a second. <laughs> whoa, 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 stop the clock. What do you mean the hats? Like the hats, like the New Year's hats. Are you talking about, oh, Sorry. You thought I meant a yarmulke? I know no, what that's called. I didn't think you meant a yarmulke or a kippa. I thought you meant like the real super religious people that like wear like oh, like the, the dudes, top with the, hats. the dudes with the side the ZZ top at the yeah, airport that yeah. I see every now and then. Don't worry. No, I, I meant like the the cone hat in the streamers. Is I, I like how does that work? 
Like, what do you do? Oh, no, I don't know. You just... Sh- I just show up, man. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? I, is, it like, is it like a New Year's party? No, I wish. Although, like, f- like people go all out. Like, really nice family dinner. But it's not, like, a banger. And we're not, like, counting down to, like, midnight or anything like that. And making out with your wife or, or someone. You're just... Well, and new- I listen, I only like really celebrate because there's people who love me that like are super into it that like care. So it's like when I used to go to church with my yeah. grandma at Christmas time and then finally like, yeah, like, I just show rather sleep. I just show I just show up. OK. And well, luckily, the Chargers played at one o'clock on Sunday or like that's just a conflict. Because that's like a non-negotiable, but that really bothers people. Well, you ended last year on a hot streak with your picks. Uh, unlike the third member of the show, The Coin, who's having a real rough go of it, watches too many games. The Coin needs to go back to not watching the games. Then we have the fourth member of the show, Paul Shag, switching the cameras, directing the show. He has a microphone in front of him as well. And then the fifth member of the team, well, it was a very cursed week for him. It is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. I dispute that. I think the record will show I had a pretty good win-loss record last week. Well, uh, you are correct. You did finish above 500. Are you right, on, are you right yeah. on your math? I mean, you're 8 and 7. I think I was 11 and 4 last week. I have you at 8 and 7. I got no. this. I got the. I got it up in front of me because I saw your math. You were even wrong on me because you gave me. I think Jeff a, and I were eleven and four this last week. I have Jeff at eleven and five. See, that's wrong because you've already got. There's too many games. There. That's too many games. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be correct. Yeah, so maybe would, I. So to add up Tim's. Okay, let's uh, cuss. Packers. Uh, pa- Panthers. Right. Ravens. Wrong. Chiefs. Wrong. Chargers. Right. Bills. Right. Colts. Wrong. Titans. Right. Redskins. Wrong. Seahawks. Uh, right. Bucks. Right. Jacksonville. Wrong. Chicago. No, no Jacksonville's right. No, Jacksonville won, and they're plus three. They were dogs. Jacksonville won by two, didn't they? Yeah, they were plus they were three. Dogs. Oh, shit. Then, I'm not, then I have yeah, a better record I said than I thought. I, that's this why, is what happened. That's why I brought up the spreadsheet, because no, no, all your math... Eight. All your math seemed off. That's why that, I, that, that it's that game. Uh, so Chicago, New Orleans, yeah, Pittsburgh. I don't know how many that was because we got cut okay. off. Okay, so I, I don't know what I was looking at then. So you were eleven and four. That makes me nine and five, and that makes you. I was ten and five because on the sheet I was eleven and four, but I there was an error on the sheet. All right, so I'm gonna have to redo all of these now. That means I probably have the coin wrong as well. The coin is probably seven and eight then. No, the coin was really bad. So you might have. Well, who did the coin take? Did the coin take Denver or Jacksonville? Because I. I... Jacksonville. All right. So that's an extra game for the coin. I'm I'm a little. I mean, I guess Tim. This Tim feels like this bad math has ruined his thunder of having a great week. Were you eleven and four or ten and five? It sounded like you were ten and five. Me or Tim? Yeah, he Tim. said there was, a, there was. He said there was a mistake on the sheet. So if that's the case, he's eleven. Uh, he's ten and five. No, you. I was eleven and four. I thought we had five wrong with him. Like the first, like eight, he said he had the Colts. I, the I'll pa- do it again. The Colts, the Packers, <laughs> the Colts, the Packers, the Redskins are all wrong. The Packers, the Panthers, the Ravens. Ravens are wrong. The Chiefs, the Chargers. The Chiefs are wrong. That's five losses right there. So you can't. You can't have eleven wins. No, he doesn't. Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. So this 10 and so 5 boring. is what you actually went to. We were both wrong. I'm going to. 
one and one, one and two, one and three, three and three, three and four, four and four, four and five, five and five, six and five, seven and five, eight and five, nine and five, ten and five. five. Yeah. Ten. Nice end of the week, though. Okay, ten and five. Yeah, no, I felt <clears throat> I felt good about I mean, hitting my super lock. I felt like the Saints uh, played the way I thought they would. It was it, and I just, the Bengals are trash. So, yeah, we've wasted way too much time on this. Yeah, well, I, I'm glad we got it figured out. So I was nine and six against the spread. Jeff was ten and five. You were ten and five, and the coin was seven and eight. Yeah. So that was a lot of confusion. But I gotta say, and Tim, I gotta throw him in there. Hold, hold on, it's an incredibly cursed week. He lost like three ends of his teaser, and he got eliminated from Survivor. Okay, yeah. Cursed. And the Browns curb stomped the Ravens after Tim called their season over. But not I- a cursed week, though, right? No, the worst one was we were out watching the game with some friends and uh, the Lions were on the goal line. And I said, ah, here comes a Matt Stafford touchdown. I can feel it. That's the one where they fumbled on the goal line and the Chiefs took it back for a touchdown. <laughs> so very cursed indeed. And even you said TJ Jones is going to be great for the Giants. He got cut today. Well, he didn't get the opportunity. He's a marvelous player. Someone should pick him up. If you see it, he's so great. He's getting cut from the Giants. Giants really? Looking good. Giants uh, look, looking better and better these days. I guess so. Yes, from the crowd, sir. It's, it's nice to know now that Carryon Johnson. I know that Carryon Johnson was cursed. That 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 probably cost me a few hundred dollars actually this week. Um, That's true. Sorry. I feel like I'm like making a bet in golf, and me and my buddy are going back and forth of how many strokes like we had. I think Tim is nine and six. What, what's the other game that he got wrong? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh covered. Pittsburgh covered. Oh yeah. See you. <laughs> That's a game you got wrong. Yeah, I got that one wrong. This is a shit show. This is just a shit show to start week okay, five here. Shit. I like I how this is going. I'll start over. I wanted to say, all I you wanted to say, allowed. fuck. You were never All I wanted to, to say, all I wanted to say was me and Tim, props to us. We freaking made a snowman. We like quadruple bogeyed the first hole. And here we are at the end of week four, both over 500. I won three games. Tim, Tim is not over 500. It should be now. It's four under five hundred, and I had I was ten and five. That makes me one over five hundred. Oh yes, I I hadn't added up the actual score. So yes. ten and five. Well, I'm at thirty two, and no, I guess that would put you there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Tim won four games the first week. I won three. I didn't know how long it would take me to get to five hundred again. It took you two weeks. You were over, weren't you? Over? No, I was two games under. Either way. It's, I think, the first time in, like, three years that all three of us had over 500 on a fixed week. Really? Yeah, yeah I think come so. Come on. That's I was, a... like, a disaster last year. I had, like, two winning weeks. Yeah, we're feeling good about it. You know I, don't, I, th- I, I hope that's not true, but maybe it I is. I will say I like week five a lot more than I like week four. There's a lot of lines out here I like this week. Well, that's I'm, how you lose. The I, second no, you think I, you know anything. No, I, I, I guess maybe you're right, but, like, I was – despite picking above 500 in, like, our thing for the week, like, I only played one spread. I lost it. I was under 500 in Super 7. Like, I just didn't know what to do last week. I feel good about this week. Yeah, so do I. It's pretty clear to me who, who to go with in almost every game. Tim comes on this show every single week and says, look at all the free money on the table. So I <laughs> but take that with a grain of salt. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> okay. Uh, I lost my super lock. You guys both got it right. We're all two and two for the year on our super locks. Whatever. I was and, 0 and two. So that's a heater. And like, I, well, well, no, back to I, back. I mean, by the terms of this show, you need to have 
one thing kind of right to be on a heater. No, it's not a heater. It's back. It's just two in a row. And you can't even. Yeah. It's not even a streak. It's just two in a row. You and I did the sensible thing and took the Chargers <laughs> in Survivor. Tim, I couldn't. Tim, on the other hand, decided, you know what? After three weeks of saying the Raiders aren't that bad, the Raiders aren't that bad, they're secret good, picks against them and takes the Colts in Survivor, they lose. And Tim is also in a league called Reverse Survivor, where you have to pick a team to lose every week. And he took the Raiders. So he's out of both. Oh, my God, yep. Tim. I know. You're I like know. the only guy that was confident in the Raiders. Didn't, I know. And I'm when we get to who it, did I'm we take? Who did them. who did we use week one that he didn't take to use I, the Chargers? I used, I used the Chargers. Yeah, I know. But who did we take? We took uh, Philly, and they came back on Washington. Oh, thank God! Yeah, they were down seventeen nothing. Yeah, turns out that, that game went to overtime. That Chargers Colts week one. But now yeah. you can't use now you can't use them this week when they will when they're also going to win big. Who? Philadelphia. Sick. I'll have to manage. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the games then. Thursday night, we got Rams at Seattle minus one and a half. Over under is 49 and a half. Rashad Penny looks like he'll be returning for the Seahawks here. That's more of a fantasy note than an actual game note. I'm just going to copy what you say, Jeff, because you've been good on Thursday night and I've been awful. (laughs) Who do you think is going to cover? Oh, I hate this game, though. I hate this game. I'm going to pick... It's not easy to do it. And I can't believe I, I like, said Arizona last week. Um, but yeah, I'll, what was wrong with you? That was a real weird one. It, we're like, we're going to get to it. You, Tim wants it. I mean, I would never say anything like free money because this stuff goes back and forth so, so much. As Paul pointed out to me before the show, there is not a single team that is undefeated against the spread so far. Everyone has a loss, except for the Dolphins. The Dolphins have four losses. They're the only team not to cover a spread so far. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but usually there's like what two or three outlier teams that just cover, cover, Yeah, cover, even cover. you hear like your buddy some never betting on this guy again, this guy. So I don't know, he's like two and two against the spread this year. So they're not that bad to the people who are betting uh, them. For the Rams, I'm people might think I'm always picking on them, but they ride a real fine line. And I was pretty confident in that plus nine or 10, whatever it was last week. I'm pretty surprised they won the game. But let's break the Rams down for a second. The first week, they barely beat Carolina. Carolina. It turns out that they're actually kind of good. Yes, but Cam Newton like had half a foot. Sure, but the defense for Carolina has been significantly improved since My point being is if Cam Newton was healthy, or at least was honest with his medical staff on his own team, they probably, the Rams probably lose that game. Okay, so there's one. Week two, Breeze breaks his hand in the first quarter. Week three, the Browns can't make a proper play call. They overcome so many annoying things, but they pretty much gift a game away. And could have lost on the last play of the game. Yeah, yeah. And then last week, they finally got punked. So their punking, to me, off the Super Bowl layoff has like long been coming. Finally happened. I think they're going to lose again. I don't think this team is half as good as people assume they are. I think this team from a roster construction point better freaking win this year because they are so screwed. You want to talk about teams that are screwed? Jared Goff, as for right now, has the highest cap number in the against the cap number in the league for next year. They pay Gurley way more money than he's worth. I don't know how they're going to build a football team. I really don't. So you like Seattle. The coin likes the Rams in this game. I had a lean coming into this towards Seattle, Tim, but I can be talked off that. Do you like the Rams? No, I like the Seahawks. I think this line should be three. I think they're 
They're just as good a team as the Rams. And, uh, you know, listen, I watched the Rams give up 55 to Tampa at home. Now you're expecting them on a short week to go in division into a notoriously difficult place to play and win. I don't think it's going to happen. I like the Seahawks to win and cover. Uh, and that's all I got to say about it. The biggest thing in this game for me is that the Seattle pass rush really hasn't shown up at all, even with Clowney. And their defense, I mean, yeah, they shut down Arizona. Congratulations. But the Rams are still, I know a lot of that was garbage time. If you just take a five-step drop and pass on the Seahawks every single time, you're doing pretty well. And if, like, early in that game against Tampa, I mean, Goff made some just horrific throws like throw just throwing it to he made what the throws that i expected Jameis was going to make but yeah. i think that they'll, they'll be, be able to pass all over the seahawks in this game but like and the seahawks you know what they're going to try to do they're going to try to run the ball 87 times and the, it feels like this game is going to be close until the end and if that's the case i think i'll take the points in the rams they also have the superior kicker as tim will tell you i'm not really even prepared to bet the game no. but i like seattle here all right, so Seattle for you and Tim. Do you think ranks. it'll be high scoring? No. Because my, my, my I, big home league opponent this week is all this game, like coincidentally, like his whole no, freaking it's be like lineup. 16 13 type of game. I hope so. You hoping for that? Yeah. All right, yeah. I, I mean, I'll watch it. I, I will, won't be betting it. Arizona and Cincinnati, one of my favorite games on the board. Shockingly me, enough. Me too. I have a strong lean to the Bengals. So do I. Cincinnati minus three. Um, after getting wiped out on Monday night, 47 and a half is the game total. Both these teams are not good, but everyone thinks the Bengals are a whole lot worse than they are because they just watched this. This game was four and has now dropped to three after the Monday night game. It was four this morning. It's already to three. People might continue to steam the Cardinals. Like here, here's the thing. They couldn't block for Andy Dalton. We know the Bengals' offensive line is not very good, but the, the Cardinals are not getting into the backfield and harassing him the entire time. Uh, you can run on the Cardinals. Like I, th- I think the Bengals are a better team. Just overall, they're not good, but they're superior to the Arizona Cardinals. If you can bet tie in this game, that might actually be on the board with the way some of these coaches make their decisions, but just straight up, I like the Bengals minus three here at home. Yeah, I agree. They played two games that have been relatively impressive in, well, when they lost, and they played two games where they were terrible in losses. So, you know, you don't want to be the, uh, captured by last evening and think, oh, well, they got destroyed at Pittsburgh, uh, something that's happened multiple times, even when they were a really good team. So I, I don't take a whole lot of that out of that. Arizona has to go halfway across the country, play early. Arizona's not a good team at all. I, I don't see them going into uh, into the Queen City and ripping them up. So, yeah. I like the Bengals quite a bit. This is a game I'm certainly looking at for Super 7. I had real no real opinion. You both seem pretty confident on the Bengals. My lean, I guess, would have been to the Bengals, just sheerly bait. You all know I like to play embarrassed stuff on national TV game teams. So give me the Bengals in the Friends with Sean McVay Bowl. Oh, yeah, it is. Two coaches who K- are friends with Sean McVay. K- K- it's going to be a reality <laughs> show after they all get fired after this year. <laughs> Well, I saw between Fangio, Kingsbury, and Zach Taylor, none of them have won And Flores in Miami. But Joe uh, yeah, feel, he doesn't he really does, count. I feel yeah. bad for him. <laughs> he, like, we'll, we will never know if he's a good coach or not at this stop with Miami. We just won't know. Unless they, unless they just choose to keep rolling with him at long term, sort of like the 76ers did. It's, see, I, I guess sure, it's, but like even next year, it's not like the, like even if the Dolphins get better, it's not like they're going to be markably improved. No, no but they listen, it, they won't fire them. Maybe it's organizational speak because it's the thing you got to say while you're in it at the moment. 
But they seem to be committed to like him creating like a patriot culture. Sure. And like that being a long term thing. Now that's easy to say when you're in like year three and there's been no turnaround and maybe the QB that they draft. Like, I get it. You can all blow that up and look at the track record of patriot assistance. Well, no, that's an ugly one. So we'll see. But you're right. He's, it's kind of unfair to judge. But all those guys took over shit shows. Fangio seems to be the most disappointing one because in how they've lost. Yeah, like they've been competitive yeah. in a lot of these games. Like if they were two and two, you wouldn't even be shocked. Like if the bear called of roughing the passer or some real like pathetic clock management things have cost them and we'll get to them because they play someone. Uh, next one on the board. If this game feels like an absolute, just don't bet anything associated with this game. But Atlanta is at Houston. It's minus five. This opened at three and a half, and people have pounded the Texans after watching Atlanta just get embarrassed again against Kansas City or against uh, Tennessee. Sorry, and that's one. It was your super lock. We all agreed that it was a bad matchup for the Falcons in the way that Tennessee wants to play. The over under in this game is forty eight and a half. I like Atlanta in this game. This is too many points. What has Houston shown us that they're going to win by five or more in this game? They can't block. They're just going to get sacked the entire game. And I, did you see the Deshaun Watson presser? Yeah, he explained the, the cover four or yeah, whatever. Not, I, I thought that got blown way out of proportion. Why were people being mean to him about it? No, or? people were like basically saying that the, the guy who asked the question – because he's like, dude, they were playing cover four. Do you know cover four? And the guy is kind of like, uh, the, the question was pretty much why, like, he asked him, like, why aren't yeah. you throwing the ball deeper? But, but more people often. started calling out the reporter, being like, well, you don't know anything about football. And, like, the, the guy is asking a question for people who don't know about football. That's the point of the press conference. Yeah. Like, sometimes. No, it was good. Yeah. Was I a, thought it was a great answer. And it seemed like Watson knew what the reporter was getting at. But I feel like people really took it out of the context. Maybe I'm wrong on it. The way that, I read that would happen on Twitter.com. That, that, uh, that, I'll say Houston last week really screwed me because I hit just about everything I bet on. It was like the only game on a big teaser. I don't even tease through zero. What a gutless freaking um, game for them. The Texas, the Titans. Atlanta were, is NFC yeah, Houston. Yeah, I was going to say the Titans were my super lock last week because I felt like if one thing in this world they're designed to do is bully a team designed like Atlanta. And that's exactly what happened, especially off getting embarrassed when they're a bully team and especially with the extra time. But you alluded to it right there. Houston has a lot of the same flaws and qualities that Atlanta does that sometimes I like to pick on, or sometimes you like to back. You're confident in the QB receiver things that they can do. This game reeks of, I don't think Atlanta could beat anybody on the road right now. I'm not kidding. I think it, they, they freaking suck. They could definitely... But this game reeks of like, they're down 12 and they get the touchdown. And cause Houston will give that up for sure. If there's four and a half minutes left and Ryan's got the ball like at midfield, up two scores like, or down two scores. Like despite scoring like a lot of fantasy points every single week, the Texans don't actually score Our, a ton well, of points. I'll tell you this. Week. I uh, drafted Hopkins fifth overall. He's not scoring me points, right? They might other guys on that team might be getting points. It ain't me. Well, no, it's just it's everything is just Deshaun Watson. Like that's it. Hey, Julio and Hopkins in this game is a fun one. Just like it'll be fun to watch because there's so many fun players in this game, but Ah, you know, five seems like I a didn't lot mind time. seeing them, though, have their back broken on or Houston. I'm speaking, have their back broken last week on an identical play in which they broke the Chargers back. 
which was like I think Ingram had Watson wrapped up, and then he eva- he gets he gets away, and then, then there's a coverage breakdown. Watt had Allen at like such a key moment on a third down, and guy just like ducks under it, and they made like a huge play, which ended up into a touchdown. So, who is Houston's other win against the Chargers and who? Jacksonville on the two point conversion. That's right. So they haven't won a game yet by more than three points. Right. No, but their losses are close, and the Falcons are leaking oil, and this is a ship that's sinking. Yeah. I'll take uh, Houston. Unless, unless the number gets to seven, I'm going to take the. I'm going to. I would take the Texans all the way through six and a half. Actually, I, I just think this Falcons team is that bad, and I'm, I think it's going to get worse. Tim. I think it's going to. Get, I think it's going to get much worse. The Falcons are basically in the situation that uh, Chief Wiggum was when he had his tie stuck in that hot dog roller. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better. <laughs> is Dan Quinn the first coach fired? He has every opportunity to be. Or is it Jay Gruden? I think they're neck and neck, and I still think Freddie Kitchens is live to be fired. But anyway, that's another point. You mean division-leading coach of the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, Freddie Kitchens? Yeah. yeah, team winning by 14 points when the, or 15 when the whole world thinks they should be winning every game by 30. Yeah, I'm real impressed. You, you called them dead for the season last week. I, I still think they're dead. But anyway, we'll get into that later. Uh, all right, so Atlanta for the coin and myself, Houston for you two. Uh, I've switched up the order of this so we can talk about this now. Jets at Philly. Oh, My, God. Minus 13 and a half. Philly's favorite at home. That's down from 14. People are steaming the Jets here, Tim. Uh, 43, well, let's just... 43 and a half is the over-under. There's a chance Darnold plays in this game. I doubt he plays, though. I hope not. He doesn't need to stay healthy. But again, I just want to underscore, it doesn't matter because the season's over. But you know the little ways that the league screws us good. We are coming off a bye. And the team we're playing coming off a bye is coming off a mini bye. So we get no advantage of coming off that bye. I just wanted to highlight little things like that that I don't miss. You, you, know, might miss. you know what would have been more advantageous for the Jets? Not having shitty players across the board. You know the Jets don't leave the Eastern time zone this year? Yeah, I'm aware. But I'm just saying, I'm pointing out a fact that I wonder how many other teams coming off bye are forced to play a team uh, who is also coming off a mini buy? Like it takes away all the advantage you're supposed to have coming. Uh, Eagles buy. two touchdowns easy. Yeah, I like yeah, the I'm on. Yeah, if Sam's not playing, he's not. Uh, he's not playing. I think that's no, he's insane. not. He's not playing. Uh, Detective Columbo is not going to be able to lead us to more than ten points. The only way we score is if we get lucky, uh, like we did against the Patriots with some flukes. Right now, we are uh, we're not good. Give me yeah. the Eagles. The Eagles are the first part of a. Uh, Five team, uh, seven point tease. So you're teasing them down to six and a half. Yes, indeed. So Philly minus six and a half. Yeah. If there's one team that is specifically designed not to be able to take advantage of Philadelphia's awful secondary, it's the Jets right now. No, if, yeah. Not, if, not if, if they had, if they had Darnold in this game, they would be somewhat live. I think to like oh, cover the spread. Not they, win, they would be live. They'd be live to be, be a relatively close game, but without Sam, nope, no chance. Uh, we we move on. I don't know. I don't know how close it would be, just because Philadelphia is so good against the run that they would have to pass the entire time. But in this game, the Jets are just going to run the ball up the middle for one yard the entire time. What else can they do? They can bomb it. They can, maybe Luke Falk can throw it to himself, like Nelson Muntz. No, we're uh, nothing to hope for. For what may I hope? Nothing. <laughs> can you suit up Meter Made Fred? Again, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I've got nothing left to be emotional for. Then. I've learned my lesson, and I will not ever again be over uh, enthusiastic about this team. I will be measured from now on. I've, uh, it, it hurts too much to be in this circumstance. 
and I don't want to feel this pain again. So I won't allow myself to, uh, to get excited again next time. Okay. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. This is usually a fun when game. You, when you throw the fact in his face, when you put this comment in his face, when he's getting real hyped up telling us the Jets are going to be playoff team around Thanksgiving, when he tweets something like this time next year, the Jets will be clinching <laughs> their playoff spot like he usually does. Uh, he knows he does. And he will he will come back at you saying, no, the team is so good. Um, he's allowed to be excited. Oh, yeah. The, the best thing that's going to happen here is, like, Darnold's going to, like, I don't know who they play in December, but, like, they'll win four in a row. They'll <laughs> tank their playoffs or they'll tank their, like, good draft pick. And then he'll get all fired up again. Yeah. Like, see, I told you, he's the best quarterback in the league. And then it'll be garbage again. That's how this all plays out, Tim. You, you know how the script works. I don't care what happens. I have taught my, I've, I've told myself you have to be more. Uh, you have to just measure yourself. And so, not are you it. are you assuring me there won't be a date in 2019, likely <laughs> November, December, where you tweet something along the lines of, "This date next year, the Jets will have clinched their playoff spot." I, I am saying I have zero intention of writing such a tweet. <laughs> All right, we'll see. You know you do that every year, though, right? I do know. Well, I get hyped up. <laughs> but not now. He's too sad. He's got a case of the sads. Can't do it anymore. Baltimore or Pittsburgh? Oh, God. Pittsburgh is getting three points at home. So they're plus three. 44 and a half is the over-under. This game cratered, Pat. What was it? The advance on this would have been, like, close to five. And even yesterday, it was still... Um, well, that's good because I, I can take Baltimore either way. I would have taken them at five. I'll take them at three. Baltimore is way better than Pittsburgh. I don't way know better. how good Baltimore is. Ne- neither do I. But I, like, if you watch Pittsburgh, they're not good. Yes, I agree. And the stats are inflated. They threw 16 passes to running backs. You can't do that they against did. the majority of the league. Now, this isn't a real stat, but just from watching the game, they threw one pass over the line of scrimmage the entire game. That was that one down to Deontay Johnson. Everything else was just dunk, 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 dunk. I just don't know if this defense, like, the defense is good at stopping the run. We saw that again last night. Defenses that are historically very good at stopping the run really struggle with mobile quarterbacks. And at this point, if we just look at the coaching, Harbaugh is a better coach than Tomlin. Lamar is a way better quarterback than Mason Rudolph. We'll just go with that. Who did the Ravens play week three again? Kansas City. I still don't know anything about this Ravens team. I, I know that their defense isn't as good as people think it is. So. I well, I know quite a bit about the Steelers team that it's not good. Yeah, and that they, the quarterback they have can't maximize the skill position players that they have. So, uh, I, I I don't think the Steelers are a terrible team. I think they're a seven and nine, eight and eight team. But I think Baltimore is head and shoulders better than everyone there in their division. So I'm going to take the the Ravens and what I think is kind of a must win game for them, uh, having given away a divisional game last week. Connor being banged up doesn't help this at all. Like we saw last week, if you can get your running game going against Baltimore, it just kind of, it freezes their defense. It allows you to do a ton. What has Baltimore done since barely struggling with Arizona at home? Nothing really. It just, I, I, I'm not as high on them as Tim is, but I I think that they're a fine, I think they're a fine, shut up. I'm trying to talk. Just in my fucking ear. Um, (laughs) 
The Ravens, just in general, just talent-wise, and especially, it's weird that this year they're not great on special teams, which almost every John Harbaugh team is really good on special teams, but, like, where does Pittsburgh have the advantage in this game besides Juju is the best wide receiver and they have a quarterback who can't utilize him? I don't know, maybe defensive line? Yeah, maybe, but the Ravens do a good job blocking couple of good safeties. I would say the secondary, I could argue, with Fitzpatrick and Hayden. I don't know. Like, How old is Joe Hayden? I don't think he's as old as we think. but I, He's not 78? I don't know. I'm real you, torn You here. really want to take Pittsburgh. Yeah, just take him, Jeff. You know you want to. All Nothing right, I'll, I'll take him. But I don't care. I don't mind getting bullied off games. Every time I've gotten bullied off games this year, or I, I feel like they've gone my way. I took Detroit for no freaking reason last week. That made zero sense. That was the weirdest game of the week. And uh, I feel like Detroit was involved. Do they have voodoo going on? Just like like I said on the show Sunday, they're a stupid team. And because they're stupid, they do stupid things and they draw their opponents into their idiocy so that they do stupid things too. I can't believe the let like literally the legend of Ty Long has been amazing. And he goes into that stadium and he It's like, do you see Belichick on the sideline towards the end of the Bills game when he was putting voodoo curses on people? I did. Just like that's all over, whatever Detroit's going on. They, they've embraced the Ander curse. I don't they're just me. cursing other teams. However, the end of that game was the most foolish thing I think I've ever seen. And no one really talked about it. So the Chiefs are coming down the field. So you get to a point where it looks like the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown, right? So you don't call timeouts, but then you also don't let them score right away. Like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like, you could have got their defense to make the necessary stop, I guess. I don't know. But then then they did call a timeout at one point. Like, they let the clock run a whole bunch, let Kansas City run a play, and then they called timeout. I don't know what to tell you. The Lions are dumb. Like, why would you expect them to do things that aren't dumb? I don't know. It was so frustrating. Watching them drive the field for to go ahead was so annoying. Like, did they not know what the hell happens? But, I mean, I guess it was further on. I think the Lions were on bye this week, right? So, I mean – the Lions might not be a bad team. And I have always been a big fan of Matt Stafford. I think he gets underrated when we talk about good quarterbacks. I think he's a really, really good quarterback. And I thought what we saw from him last week was impressive. Uh, I, I think he, that team could vie for a playoff spot if that's the way they're going to play. I, I think that talent-wise, you might be right. But, like, I, I just don't know. Like you said, they, they do just such stupid things. Oh, yeah. Stafford they might be having the best season of his career right now. Yeah, I mean he's a dark horse for the MVP if he if he keep if he can not keep everyone up can be a dark horse. Like, is every quarterback in the league a dark horse for MVP? Well, by definition, yes, because Mahomes is such a big favorite. Everyone who has a chance to be a dark horse. Who would be second right now for MVP? Probably, probably still Prescott. To guess, Baker number two MVP. I don't think you could even get a betting odd on him. <laughs> I'm sure you could. I don't even want to go there, but we so never, never ba- mind. Baltimore for Tim and I, Pittsburgh for you and the coin, Jeffrey. Buffalo and Tennessee. There are very few things I've gotten right so far, but I have been correct on every Bills game. So just gonna go with this. I it looks like Matt Barkley is going to be starting for the Bills. That sucks. Uh, it does. It, it's not. It makes the game just completely unwatchable because at least Josh Allen does stupid things, so he's always kind of fun. But Tennessee's getting they're, they're minus three at home. Thirty eight and a half is the over under. Even if it is Barkley, I still like the Bills. 
Not me. I like the Titans. Titans have played a couple of really good games this year. I think Matt Barkley is so bad and is so unplayable that I have just no faith. I just, the Bills already have a bad offense. At least when they had Allen, they had someone who can be sort of dynamic and can make plays. Bar- Barkley's incapable of doing that. And, you know, the Titans have played good opponents and have, been, have managed to notch a couple of wins. I think this line is kind of silly. I think this should be probably four and a half or five for the Titans against Barkley. So I'm going to take uh, Tennessee. How are the Titans going to move the ball in this game? It's easy to take Buffalo when the final score is going to be 18-16. You, you mean 0-0? You, you don't have to worry about who's going to win. So I'll take the Bills. I'll take the three points. I'm surprised there was a line, but I guess that means they know that it won't be Josh Allen. Or they just don't care. No, they shouldn't not care. I mean, they don't know if Darnold's playing or not. They, they know. I think they're more confident in that. Uh, so Tennessee for Tim. Like, there's not really much you can say here. Like, the entire key to this game, like, Mariota's not going to do anything. Matt Barkley's not going to do anything. If the Bills can shut down Derrick Henry, they'll it, – it's just going to be so close. Like, yeah, and let's Brown can take the top off the off defense for a score or two, and that's always a play. Who? A.J. Brown can maybe take the top off the he, defense. But he's not taking tops off the defense. He's basically getting T.O. touchdowns. He's running, like, 20-yard ins and then stiff-arming people. Like, if he gets a catch in this game, I'm going to be stunned. Yeah, like, I mean, you make a, it's hard for me to figure out, because I watched all that game last week, whether Buffalo's defense played great or the Patriots just are really, really, really overrated on offense. I'm not Buff- sure Buffalo is. plays great defense. They've played great defense in every game this season, minus, like, eight minutes against the Bengals. Like, all right, the, fair enough. But I bit, still take I'm still the, taking Tennessee. I think the Titans are uh, are the way to go here. Who, who are the, like just off the top of your head? Who do you think like the five best defenses in the league are? It's Chicago, Buffalo, New England, who Minnesota, 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 really? Jackson, Green Bay, it Minnesota, and Green Bay would be my next two. Really, Minnesota? Yeah, I think so. I think their defense is top notch. I think their offense is terrible, obviously, but their defense is uh, is ferocious. Saints D and Niners D could be in there. As could yeah, Dallas. Saints, yeah. Saints have the pass rush and the corners. Yeah. yeah. All right. London. A, a healthy Chargers team, I swear to God. Yeah, well, they're not healthy. They, they, now they just lost Melvin Ingram. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Chicago at Oakland, and at Oakland is at London. And a 2 o'clock game, thank God. Yeah, well, you have to because you, you have Oakland in it. Yeah, but thank God. I, I well, wish because Chargers yeah. played there last year, and we freaking played nine o'clock. Yeah, but Chargers have no fans, so it doesn't matter. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is the way the London game should be, amongst all the other games. I, I like it when it's like we have this argument every year. I like it when it's. Where do you come down on this? I think it should be early. I don't care. I like it when it's early. It's yeah. fun. I can wake up and there's football on. I'm going to be in Vegas next week. Yeah, for the week six game, and there's a 6 a.m. local. Yeah, it'll be 6 a.m. Vegas time. Is it Chargers or is it Jacksonville? No, no, it's Panthers-Bucks. It's not a terrible game. All right, so Chicago, Oakland, in London, four and a half is the spread, 41 is the over-under. Can someone tell me why I shouldn't super lock in the Bears right now? I I don't get this line at all. Not a clue. Give are you, me are you telling me that if this game was actually in Oakland, that it would be one and a half? I don't know. It's so creepy to me. This is so fishy. Yes. But I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. I don't really understand the line at all. I do. Silver and Black are two and two. They just went into Indianapolis and beat a pretty darn good Colts team. 
The Bears are playing a backup quarterback who's a journeyman who is not all that great. You, you mean that you mean that they've improved their quarterback situation? Do you want to know but something? Like, but guess where this falls into? I know it happened in the first quarter, but to me, this still counts. Good team, first game, the week of preparation, on point. Bears, Bears big. I, Good I like team the with the backup like quarterback. Like Everybody turns it up. I think it's a very, very, very close game one way or the other. I think it comes down to a field goal sort of towards the end. So with four and a half, I will take the silver and black. I just don't see how the Raiders move the ball in this game. Like their first, and the Raiders have actually come out really strong in three of the four games for like the first two drives. Whatever they script the first two drives actually turn out pretty well. Last week, the Islander Dr. Moreau had a touchdown and some guy I've never heard of. Yeah, Insta Raiders were back and forth. That's how I knew I was done, by the way. I knew in the first seven minutes of uh, having the Raiders against me in the uh, suicide pool, I was cooked. Because when two Insta Raiders score, you might as well just say goodbye. How many sacks does a revenge-fired-up Khalil Mack have here? In London, uh, maybe one. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. The Raiders might not be bad. If the Raiders aren't so bad, why'd you pick against them last week in suicide? Because I make a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, well, maybe maybe thinking the Raiders are good is one of them. This is so trippy, but I don't know, man. Like, Bears money line will be freaking everywhere. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll lay the points. Yeah. And they would, yeah, uh, they would have, this thing could move a full point. It still wouldn't affect me. No. Like, you want to talk about that Houston game going up to seven? That's what Tim said. I mean, I would bet this at six and a half. I'd probably bet it at seven. Like, I, the defense might score two touchdowns here historically I saw a thing. I, I wish I knew the exact number in games that don't involve the Jaguars. Cause they seem to be hyper familiar with London favorites seem to the better teams really do succeed in London. You can make of that what you will. They're just the better team and they can overcome. Well, is Jacksonville even going to be good in London without Blake Bortles anymore? The King of London. I, I don't, I have no idea. I don't even know when they play their come. Um, but still. All right. So Chicago for the two of us, Oakland for the coin and Tim Jacksonville and Carolina minus three and a half for Carolina. Kyle Allen starting once again against Minshew walk 41 is the over under. I just have no feel for Carolina. They had three. They lost three fumbles last week and still won. Like, That's the thing this year. Three Houston times teams have turned the ball over three plus times in one games this year. It's like a trend. <laughs> It just seems so crazy. Yeah, but like Jacksonville takes forever to get going in these games. And they've been sort of fortunate against the Texans to get back within one point. And then against Denver, again, they were in reverse until basically the fourth quarter. And that's just, it's hard to back a team that plays like that against a team that's their equal and maybe slightly better. So I guess to quote James Taylor in my mind, I'm going to Carolina on this game. I think they're the better team. And even though I have to lay the little bit extra, like I think that they have more weapons. I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to rip off big runs against the Panthers. I don't think that that's a sort of defense you can do that against. So I just, I'm gonna, I know Carolina's 0-2 at home. And so if anything, that makes me more inclined to take the Panthers because they really want to get that first home win and get the, get the fans into it, I guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them. I don't love it, but I think the Panthers are the play. They're, they're actually going to try at home this week, so they're going to cover this. No, no, I think they think that it's extra motivation, if anything else, which is a thing. Do, do they need extra motivation to win a week five game? I think so. 
Okay. I, I just don't understand where the hook is coming in here. This just smells of a three-point game, so I'm going to take Jacksonville. <laughs> I didn't have much to say other than and you just said the little I had, so I'll take it. Oh, my God. It's got like a flare-up of Harper. Are you okay? You need some Pepto? <laughs> it, it's weird. Like, usually we have more discussion about these games, but... I thought three was a perfect number. I was really undecided on the three. I didn't know where I would go. Three and a half. I could still be wrong. I don't want to bet it, but. I'd say if it was three, you could flip a coin. And But I did flip a coin, and the coin is also taking Jacksonville here to cover to the plus three and a half. You have a five-team teaser and only one of them on it so far? Yes, so far. All right. Next game, Minnesota <laughs> at the Giants. This is another game where the spread has been moving up. It opened at four and a half. It is now five and a half in favor of the Minnesota Vikings on the road. Point total is 45. I'm very curious to see Daniel Jones against a team, which Tim has just called a top five defense in the league. I mean, it's one thing to come in and play the Bucks, who have just been eviscerated the last two weeks on defense, uh, and then play the Redskins, who look like they're barely trying. Now this is a real defense you got to play. So I don't know what outweighs it. Is Minnesota's defense going to show up and make them look like garbage, or is Minnesota's offense going to show up and look like garbage? I I, I don't quite know. Like, this seems like the Vikings are what? Are they one and three or two and two? Two and two, if memory serves. So they yeah, they've blown out two teams at home. They beat the Falcons at home, and I want to say the Packers. No, the, the Raiders. No, they beat the, the Raiders. Raiders at home. Yeah. So those are two bad teams. So maybe it was not necessarily a big deal that they played at home or they weren't on the road or whatever. They just happened to play two bad teams and they could run the game they wanted to play. They can run the ball with Dalvin Cook as much as possible and play some good defense. I actually see that happening here. You can do that. Giants aren't that great. So I'll take Minnesota minus five and a half. Me too. And it really comes down to Zimmer. Uh, They're so good against the spread. Even though they're easy to take shots at and they have their flaws. Uh, Zimmer's ATS record as their coach is like insane. It's like almost maybe 70%. So by pure, they're not going to not cover two in a row or lose two, you know, back to back against the spread. And yeah, I can get behind this thing playing right into the Vikings hands and Zimmer drawing things up for the rookie uh, that make it a, a difficult game. So Tim, you're on the swing here. What do you think? I'm very nervous about it because I think the Giants defense has its problems. However, I'm getting points with the better QB at home, and I like that situation. I like that situation quite a bit. Uh, I don't know. I just think these teams are relatively even. I think the Giants are better than people are giving them credit for. I think the Vikings are a little worse. I think it's a very low-scoring game. I think at home, I mean, it's always a disadvantage for a team like Minnesota to have to go outside where they don't tend to play that well. I think, again, Minnesota's another team where, despite having some real weapons, they have trouble scoring that is in part because they have a terrible quarterback but also in part i don't think they scheme very uh scheme very well so i'm gonna take the giants i don't know if the giants win the game but i think they cover a number that's too large uh, i think it's it's so very close since 2016 care of warren sharp the vikings are now oh 12 and one outdoors against an opponent with a winning record wow unfortunately the giants do not have a winning record so they do not count for that stat. Wow. that's that's not good though no, it's so not. weird because they, they, they play defense and yeah. But think, you know, their outdoor games are against right every year, the Packers and against the bears and against, you know, they've been decent the last couple of seasons. So they're playing, you know, teams like the Rams and, and uh, the Eagles. So it happens. It, it just feels like, I don't know, 
that they're a snowball rolling down the hill. If they get going early, their offense looks better, the defense looks better, but if they fall behind, they're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Once it became with the 16 nothing, you knew that game was over. There was no point in watching anymore. I do like how you're trying to curse poor Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a really, really, really good quarterback. This is what and I'm like, saying. You're, you're, try, you're, trying to, you're trying to get him cursed because you're so jealous one of the New Jersey teams has a good quarterback. No, I'm not playing that sort of game. That's a, I mean, come on, that's very clearly what you're up to. No, he wasn't eligible for us to draft the year that Sam uh, was was uh, we were drafting a QB. So I have no bitterness about that. I think I think he's a really good QB. I wish him all the best. I, I'm I'm a supporter of Daniel Jones. I want to see him do well. I want to see him take the town and uh, and be celebrated. He he has my full support. What do you think, Jeff? I'm happy I got that sip down. He's full of shit. <laughs> of course he is. Listen to him. Full support. Can uh, I, uh, before we move on, can I get Tim's predictions for the baseball playoffs? Oh, yeah. Tim did uh, Tim did release those. Oh, he did? We're actually cruising through the show. And we, we, you know, we need to hit our two-hour mark like we do every week. So, yeah, Tim, hit us up with your baseball cursed picks. Well, I dispute the cursed part of it because I don't how, think... How cursed have your picks been recently with the baseball playoffs? I have been very poor with them, but I've been taking teams that I like rather than teams I think are going to win. So, like, I have biases towards some of these teams. But I'm, anyway... How about the fact that you don't watch baseball? <laughs> I do watch, but do, I don't do watch... Do you? Them. I do watch, but in the same way that I watch a little bit of basketball and then when the playoffs come, I watch it intensely. Baseball is the same. I mean, baseball still... It's still the greatest sport when when the, it's, it's the most dramatic sport. Like there's nothing more fun than than October baseball. Probably nothing. There's the, not there's nothing more fun than October baseball. In terms of sports watching, man, I don't know. A, a great World Series game, I think, is other than maybe like a great event at the Olympics. I don't know if anything <laughs> can really match a great World Series game. That's uh, that's something special. Well, before we get to your picks, what do you think it is? I would say it's either day one of the NCAA tournament when like all the games are going on at once. Week, one and w- week one of football for me it's week one or of, thursday at the masters for me it's week one of football any weekend round at a major but baseball i'm not like have tim's ability to go so deep on I nostalgia. straight up, i if i watch but, more than 40 seconds of the baseball playoffs i'll be stunned but i can't lie i i'm baseball's like my first love it was mine too but it's it, it, it. it legit sucks no, 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 no. How much I'll, baseball I'll, you watched this year? Not a lot, but I still love it. And yet the do, ratings do, are up. Do, do you love it? I do. Do you love and it? And the baseball playoffs like, baseball are great, and I'll be, we'll, I'll be in tonight to watch. Oh, oh of course. Sounds like a colossal waste of Sorry, time. Sorry, did he make picks yet? yet? No, make your picks. Who you got? Uh, okay. The Just National give us League. the World Series. Just give us the World Series. In the National League, I'm picking the Dodgers over the Cardinals. In the American League, I'm taking the Astros over the Yankees, Dodgers over Astros to win the World Series. So you're putting a curse on the Dodgers who are already cursed? Well, the no, Astros and know. Dodgers, it's almost like chalk yeah, for them chalk to pick. meet in the World Series. Yeah, so but, now, well, now that's not going to happen. because I'm not dissing the pick, though, because it's hard to pick against that. I don't really see either team getting knocked off anywhere. The, the only team that could playoffs. do some damage is if the Yankees are hot, you know, with that short porch, they hit a bunch of home runs. And, you know, I mean, it all comes, listen, baseball playoffs are all about pitching. Uh, the team with the better pitching uh, inevitably tends to win games. So, Thanks, uh, Booger. <laughs> I know, but like, <laughs> you know, 
The team that scores the most runs is probably going to win the game. Let me tell you. The Steelers just love third and 11. (laughs) Like, that defense loves that. Yeah, man, I like cake. The Bengals need first downs if they want to stay on the field. He really appreciated their... At the end of the game, they didn't kick the field goal down 30 points. Like, smart move going for the touchdown here. You really need touchdowns at this point. Okay, so what? He's got Dodgers over. So I guess the only conflict there would be people would probably say the Astros will be favored. I in guess, that I guess so. They could also, Tim hasn't seen, like, probably either one of these teams play all Because year. we're firing through this, and I kind of wanted to bring this up going a different way, but before we went to air today, Tim told us, He's extremely confident the international side will win the President's Cup. It just seems crazy. It's it's insane. It's not What's insane. He, what are you looking up? Nothing. <laughs> we can hear you typing. Yeah. Are you looking at who's actually on the President's Cup team now that you've had to make these ridiculous statements? No. He's <laughs> 100% looking up the team. Of course. I forgot Mark Leishman is on the team. He's excellent. He might be their best player, man. <laughs> he is. Like, he's fantastic. No, this team is world ranking wise. Is he their best player? I think so. Like at this exact moment, he might be. So well, let's line them up. So you have Leishman, their best player against Brooks. Who you got? I would take Brooks. Okay. So let's say that Jason Day is their second best player. It's him versus DJ. We'll is play- DJ going to be healthy? Yeah, he is. He said, okay. he said this week he's going to play. Yeah, they're all playing. Yeah. And Tiger might not even pick Here's himself, which is probably no, good for the Tiger team. is picking himself. Is he? Because apparently... He's not picking Phil. Is like no, That's how they lose this. No, but there was some, like, Tiger very low pro. Didn't really get much attention, but he put out, like, a statement, and it kind of said, like, playing captain at the bottom. So we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, they might, like, take Kisner, because they got, like, so much... They should have taken Kisner last that's time! Why. That's why, I feel this thing. And yeah, even... This isn't the same sort of course. And I want to say, I... Because, you know what's my favorite thing in sports? Tim actually said the World Series... No, no, no. Ryder no. Cup? The Ryder Cup is my favorite thing in sports. I actually watched the year-out presser today with Potty and Stricker down in Wisconsin. And Potty just was so... I, I went into this thing thinking... And I'm pretty good at calling this Ryder Cup stuff as an unbiased We've Canadian. Been good, yeah, yeah. I, I've got no bias. I call it as I see it, and I think the Americans are just set up to like run train and get a trophy back uh, at Whistling Straits. Like Brooks won a, a U.S. Open there. They'll just like the course just simply sets up. Yeah, no, he did not win a U.S. Open there. Tim's right. Jason Day won a PGA Championship. Sorry, where did he Heimer win? Won a PGA Championship. Sorry, where did Brooks win then? That's sorry, Aaron Hills. Brooks Why do I always Aaron mix Hills them up? He won an Aaron Hills. So where's the Ryder Cup? Aaron it's at Hills? Whistling Straits. Okay. Whistling Straits, where Day won a PGA Championship, and where Dustin grounded his club and allowed Kymer to win a PGA. I hate that place. Yeah, uh, um, but I still F- think Fina was top five there the last time I was there. Anyway, like. You want bombers there, basically. Yeah, I still, but pot, like Potty was like, uh, they better take Hovland. I'm not telling you anything about like how we win in the team room because they're like ass, like because they always just come together so well. Uh, he's like nowadays, he almost thinks like a neutral body should set up the courses, uh, even when they're on Europe, because he almost he made the point that now it's like the stats guys are setting up the courses. He's right. As they did for Europe last time, mm-hmm. you know, Club National in France like was super narrow and extremely penal. Um, 
But then he threw shade that he doesn't think whistling straights could be set up like any different. It's like, it's just a natural golf course. I don't know what Steve can do. It's carved. I don't think he can do anything. Talking about it's carved out of a gravel pit. It is not natural. It may look natural. It isn't. I'm just repeating what, what, uh, Harrington said, what, what he said. I think he's mistaken. And it'll be uh, interesting. Maybe Dustin will grind his club. As for the President's Cup, there's Tim, you're so dead because like four Americans can suck. It's plus two. And they'll two, still six. be fine. Like, there are like eight NFL teams that are longer dogs to win this week than the international team is. They should be. They have to win three days of matches. Okay. I'm just saying in Australia with the time change in the tournament, the Americans don't care nearly as much about as the Ryder Cup. And yeah, but, the, but you, you, you think Tiger is going to captain a loser? No, but it's also the, the main reason, like, the Euros stick together because they're Euros, and that's why they can have, they can gel as a team like the Americans can gel as a team. These internationals, just, there's, like, four Aussies on the team. There's, like, two guys that don't speak English. and there's More. There'll be more Africa. than it's two like, guys that don't speak it's English. It's not a team. Yeah, exactly. No. Okay. Like, the, no. Be- the best squad that they had, I don't know if it was the last time or the time before, was Dan Dillette. It was a couple times ago. Yeah, like that, that was, that was the they best almost team. Like Harry missed like Grace. a four footer, which would have gotten them an actual tie. Anyway, that's enough President's Cup. Let's get back to football. New England at Washington. It's the only game I've bet so far this week. Oh, good, because it's also the second end of a money line parlay. Or, sorry, a free money teaser. Perfect. I mean, I don't even need to see why you have to tease this game down. It's 15 and a half. The Patriots are favored. Uh, 43 and a half is the over under. I, uh, this game opened at f- on Sunday night at 14 and a half, and I just bet the minus 14 and a half right away. Yep. Like, I, especially Brady coming off a really bad game against Buffalo. I just see him going into – it's a team with no defense, no offense, and Brady can just play pure fuck you mode here and toss like six touchdowns in the first half. Like they should be – unless the same thing happens to them as happened to the Jets a few weeks ago where they somehow scored like two meaningless – special teams touchdowns and the Patriots cover the spread. Yeah. This game is 31 to three Patriots written all over it. Doesn't it? That's yeah. where I'll, I'll be going to England. That's what, that's how I feel. Cause you're teasing them down to what? Eight and a half. Yeah. Just, I wanted to get five teams on the teaser. So the Patriots were the, the last team to throw on there. Give me the Redskins. It's a sandwich game between a division game off an undefeated rival and a Thursday nighter. I got nothing. We don't even know who's starting a quarterback for this. I got games. nothing. Brady. Who would you? Who, who I would respect you? that, Jeff? I respect just stay, stay, taking a step in front of that boss and taking. No, I, I just think it's a bad spot. I think Brady no, I does, might not even play four quarters. He's kind of I being understand. bothered by a calf. I want to say Brady, the Bills, the Redskins can't do what I'm about to say, but the Bills made Brady look every part of 42. Sure, but the Bills also have the top three defense in football. Agreed. And the Patriots and their magic is just so freaking magical. And I'm not expecting it to run out. That's not where I'm going. I'm about it's to praise run them. Next week I'm Daniel about I'm about to praise them because when Brady looks 42, they block a kick. The defense plays amazing. Like there's never a time when they're let down by multiple units. Well, that's the games Brady looks bad. They make great special teams plays. They're so amazing. Like, there's not enough words. I'm just like, I will, you couldn't put my jealousy, you couldn't even quantify my jealousy as a whack packer for one of the 32 member clubs of how jealous I I am of of everything they do. I got no jealousy for them. Sick, man. 
The only thing that Tim roots for in football is the Patriots to lose. I'm not jealous of them at all. I so, hate them. I'm not jealous of them. What are you jealous of? Very little. Although that, people often misuse that word. Jealous means to want to preserve what one has. Envious means to want something that one does not have. So you're envious of the Patriots then? No, I'm not. And I mean, next week they play the Giants on Thursday night. I expect Daniel Jones and the passing of the torch type of game to tear them apart. <laughs> I, I can see which, which Washington quarterback would give you the most most faith in this cover. Case Keenum. Yeah, Keenum. Is he just up Chuck Kamaloo? Not Colt McCoy? Who's in the... only two years removed from starting in the NFC Championship game. I refuse to believe he's just done. Probably no Terry McLaurin in this game, who's like their only good player at this point. If the Patriots' defense wasn't so good, I think you could make a really good case for Washington to cover the spread. I think I just... it's an AP week. You think it's an AP week against the Patriots? I do. Right, well, I really do. I, lo- I look forward to you using him uh, on DraftKings this week against I us. I probably will. I won money this week, so I probably hey, will. You came second. That was an impressive performance. Rams D. Rams D will do it. Did you have all Rams? No, but Rams D, Cooper Cup, and uh, somebody else there. Oh, I think I one of the Buccaneer receivers, I think. No, oh, that will work out for you. So New England for Tim and I, Washington for the coin, and Jeff. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. New Orleans, minus three at home. 47 is the over-under. This is also the last game of the early slate where all the games are this week. I'm super confused about this game. It's like the Bears line. I'm super confused about both of these teams. Like, I don't think that the Saints can score with Tampa. Therefore, I don't think the Saints can even win the game. I like Tampa. I like Tampa big. I kind of like Tampa as well, but then I worry that their defense is really good. Like Teddy Bridgewater looks horrible, by the way. Yeah. And if Teddy plays like that, they're going to lose because Tampa's going to score 20 points just by blinking. Why did Dallas change their entire offensive game plan last week and go back to why they weren't good and like couldn't go far in the playoffs the past few years? Went back to running the ball just slightly like off tackle or in between the garden tackle for nothing when play action was all they were doing all season and they were second in yards per attempt. They were throwing it all over the field. They decided just not to do that. Their two plays were run it for nothing with Elliott and throw to a covered Amari Cooper when there was other I, guys I, open. It, like it, it made, it made that, no sense to me. It took that type of offense to and, and only kicking four field goals for the Saints to win. Like I, And I think the Saints played great. And I picked them last week. I think they played great. I don't think with uh, the, the offense as constructed right now, it can get to, to 30 points. And I think the Buccaneers are, will be hard-pressed to keep under 30 points indoors. I, I just love Tampa in this game. I just I just totally do. The only hesitation I really have here is if the Saints defense is actually legit, maybe Winston can take advantage of them, or maybe you know Winston's played one good game in a row now. Maybe it just swings back the other way, and he's bad. Yeah, James somebody, again. On, somebody on Twitter, I like. I wish I knew who it was. I'd give him the credit for it. Tweeted out there during the Rams game that no lead is truly Jameis proof. <laughs> <laughs> there is truth to that. Tampa Bay still has a bad offensive line. The Saints have an excellent pass rush. They've looked good on special teams, and they're not turning the ball over like they're they're playing ultra conservative and throwing these little dink and dunk passes, but. They're not doing anything to actively lose the game. It's just that they have to get into a situation where they have to actively win the game because they're down. Then I worry about their prospects, but I'll take New Orleans minus three. No feel for it, though. 
I'm taking them too. You're taking the Saints? Yeah. I don't I don't like it. It feels weird. Uh, but I don't know. You can keep Tampa off the field. They can run the ball and control the clock and No, well that's the one thing about this game. The coin is taking New Orleans as well. I know Tampa's Tampa defense is, is much, much improved, but you know what? Tampa might have the best run defense in the league so far. They have shut down everyone on the ground. Now, that almost plays into what New Orleans wants to do because I think their offense is more dynamic when they're throwing to Camara out of the backfield than actually running him. Yeah, sure. Um, you know who's looking like a good head coaching hire? I'm excited to see what his prospects are like as a, as a head coach in the league. Todd Bowles. Look at this guy's defense. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, gonna, he was always meant to be. He's gonna. He is going to make a great head coach for someone in the league. I think Tim. The Jets have had in succession two guys who are marvelous defensive coordinators, and Ryan, Rick Ryan, and uh, Todd Bowles, who just in the end weren't the right guys to be head coaches. I don't know. I think that Bowles has this jet stink on him that no one can be successful being the Jets coach. Maybe that's unfair to judge him that way. But you basically called him the worst coach in the league over the past two years, Tim. You know what? I know you want to get me worked up, but I'm in a very zen place. And uh, I'm not going to be thrown off my guard by reliving past painful memories of Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing six interceptions at Orchard Park that cost us a playoff game in a year that the Patriots were really bad and we could have won the Super Bowl. Now, I am not worried. I'm not thinking about those memories anymore. I've let them pass because they cause too much pain. And I'm trying to avoid pain. Avoiding pain is inevitable. For me, but not Tim. I guess it's not. Avoiding is not something that any of us can really do. But it seems like, Tim, you're constantly in pain. Yeah, well, because I let my high hopes and expectations weigh me down. But I'm not going to do that this week or going forward. I, I, I told you I'm a changed man. I, uh, I'm, I'm not, not going to get overexcited about things. I'm just going to channel my energy into cheering against the teams that I hate the rest of the season. That's what will bring me joy. So we're in between we're in between the early and late games right now. So we'll take like a, a little mini time out here and just have a quick chat. The topics I, I couldn't narrow down one thing I truly wanted to talk about this week with Tim. So number one on this list is Jeff's burgeoning rivals list. <laughs> Tim, if you had to rank <laughs> Jeff's biggest rivals, who would they be? I do think number one is Darren Ravel. <laughs> what, what do you have against Darren? Why do you hate Darren Ravel so much? What a fucking loser. You sent out yesterday where it's like, oh, I'm Darren Rovell. If the Chiefs trade Mahomes, I'll cancel my Twitter account. This Clown fucking face. guy, like, action. I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing. Like, I don't know if I'm hitting the chord I want to hit if I'm making Tim... Oh, I was like, I had tears coming down my eyes last evening. No, what an insane person. Like, this guy... Is he more or less insane than Tim? Or is it a different insane? You know what? Way more insane, because he's a fucking phony. Tim is, like, genuine, scary genuine. This Rovell is such an ass clown phony, uh, (laughs) trying to sell himself to nobody uh, or people born (laughs) yesterday as some, like, gambling expert for the fucking action network and i like that operation and there's a few of our friends that do stuff for them and they all do great work uh i don't know why this 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 clown is associated with that and he speaks like he knows anything about gambling he's a phony he's a phony he's a fraud he's a fraud to show me like what stadiums have on their chicken fingers or something that's that's (laughs) content made for tim 
It's good. If, if, if Tony Romo wins the tournament, I'll delete my Twitter account. So pretty much now, every day, I'm going to rail on this guy. Like, during the World Series, like, if the Miami Marlins win the 2019 twi- uh, World Series, I'll delete my Twitter account. It was the clown face that got me. That yeah, because it's a, it's a clown show. But you hate emojis, Tim. <laughs> I know, but just I can hear Tim <laughs> calling him a clown. It's just, I don't know, it just killed me. So who's then who would you rank as Jeff's number two rival? Because he's very passionate about hating Darren Rovell. Justin Rose. No, that's the joke. Because there's another golfer who should be way ahead of Justin Rose. Yeah, Jordan Spieth, you hate far more than the Justin The thing Rose. with Rose See, in his face like and Justin him. Rose. Yes, I don't Justin like Rose. Rose. Justin Rose is phoniness. Yes, he's also phony. So you're right. It's sweet is genuine. I don't like phonies. Even this whole thing of like Rose trying to be like, oh, me and Justin Timberlake are best friends. <laughs> like, I don't believe anything Rose tries to sell me. Anything. What if he tried to sell you a Morgan Stanley? No, sure. But this guy <laughs> became number one in the world. And, and sold out. Yeah, he's allowed to. But I don't have to believe it. <laughs> he's allowed to. So we have what about that? What speed, about that but speed, No, hold on. Hold on. If Speed like, won a tournament, I'd wake up, like, the next day bothered. Justin Rose, like, that's all, like, shtick. I don't like not like him. His like face like kind of annoys me, but I don't not like him. And I don't not like Spieth. I just am proud that something I called that was so like out of fashion is is in fashion. Well, I mean, that's Tim's entire game plan here. That's why he just enjoys everything. Yeah, but I don't do something like that every week on purpose and then try to take credit for it three years later. This happened. <laughs> it happened naturally. And now I'm going to take a little bit of credit or more than some people think. Begging for credit like you're Tim. Listen to you. Hold on. I'm allowed to take a bit of... <laughs> I mean, when, like a, when an opinion that when you make it is polling <laughs> at like 8%, and now it probably polls... So it, it, uh, what we call uh, 8%, anywhere between 4 and 8%, we call it the cuss zone. Yeah. So when I make the... And I believed it when I said it. I wasn't saying it to, 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 to make a highlight or to still be talking about it three years later. But when I made a statement that polled at 8% at the time I made it, and now it pulls it over 50%, I'm allowed to be like, look at me. I don't think that's unfair. I think Tim is dead wrong, though. Just not a rival. So okay, before- number three is that lady at McDonald's that you see every day. Yeah, so this is how this all started. We were, we were trying to figure out who Jeff's biggest rival was, and then he said, there's this lady at McDonald's, and I'll tell you on the show. So please tell us. I don't know if it can live up to it in words. And I would honestly just say before I get there, Travis Benjamin to me has to be my biggest rival. Cause like, More than Rovell? It seems like you have a lot of I don't wake up angry Rovell. about Rovell. Like, it seems like you about, live no. angry through Rovell. If, if it was what, very welcome to come on the show, by the way. If, if you would it's like to. Bro- I'm a fan. I've Okay, I, don't forget about McDonald's lady. I'm sure you won't. But I've been blocked. You know the list of people I've been blocked by on Twitter? At least that I know about it. It is very small. I I didn't realize anyone had me blocked on Twitter until you sent me some guy. I there was some tweet that you got blocked by by some hockey player, and it turns out I'm blocked by him too. I have no <laughs> idea who he is. And yes, I didn't make that incident public because he actually apologized to oh. me after. But like a very prominent TSN member, like came at me in DMs, I, couldn't handle my jokes. I I saw the name. very well established joke. I saw the name. 
And I was like, I know that name from somewhere. Where do I know it from? I think I had like a Hartford Whalers pro set card of him in 1990. But you must have like, someone he, someone must have said something to you in a thread with him and you made such like a, an egregious like anti-hockey comment. Like I'm trying to think why No, because af- after the fact, I went and looked it up if I had ever been mentioned in anything with him and I hadn't been. That is that is I get very all the time. Yeah, of I course. Know. I mean, I'm this close. Okay, to so Ryan Leaf, which <laughs> bothers me that I'm blocked by him. I, I asked him a question that I saw reported in a thing like years ago. I saw like when he was a Charger that he had this like incident in our medical room where he like threw a chair at Doctor Chow, who's now like famous for some malpractice things. Uh, I, I'd say he's, but more he's famous also for no, being fantasy no, doctor. I was going to get there. Yes, he's established himself as pro football doc. I almost need to know instantly, like what he thinks. Well, he's a good resource. Uh, I would say shout out to my guy, Doctor Jesse Morris. No, he gets the Pat Mayo bump because he comes on the show. Yes, no, I, I agree. I'm just looking for any doctor. And as you know, if you're a Charger fan, you're always in need of a diagnosis of the. Most recent injury. I'm a doctor. I can die. So Ryan Leaf has blocked me. Uh, Jeff Blair, a local. Who's Jeff Blair? A local fan 590 radio host (laughs) blocked me. (laughs) (laughs) And this one bothers me so much because I was, he blocked someone else. He blocked like a genuine good guy who does these like local Toronto podcasts. Uh, I'll even give him a plug. I don't. Toronto Mike. That should interest literally 0.1%. But this genuine good guy got blocked by Blair. I don't know. This guy's never said anything in his life that would, like, offend anybody. And then I made fun of Blair for blocking this guy. Whatever. And Chuck Swirsky. The Onions guy? The biggest. There's a pattern here. If I deem you're a phony, I will be relentless. How do you do the show with me? I'm the world's biggest phony. I no. pretend like I know about gambling like Rovell does. But no, no, no. You're genuine in your phoniness. Oh, okay. So then like there you, is a... You acknowledge like this is a, like... No, no, right, no. People want the McDonald's lady story. No, people but, but no, Chuck... You want the McDonald's lady <laughs> okay, story. Fine. Chuck Swirsky... Uh, listen, I spent a lot of years um, like behind the scenes in some sports media production aspects... Um, wrangling guests, getting guests. That's where I met you. There is not a bigger phony I encountered in my entire decade plus doing that than Chuck Swirsky. And I call him on it. I got no problem. This is a guy that you get him on the phone. He's such a fucking pissant. Like, (laughs) in the booking, you even get him up in something he agrees to do. Like, I'm not forcing you to do it. You could say no thank you. And you get guys on the phone before you put them through. And it's like a very... At least when you do it long enough, it's like a very scripted, like, routine. Yeah, you call him five minutes before, hey, you're on the line, let's get a mic check, you're ready to go. Maybe even, and if the guy's a real pro, it'd even be like 90 seconds. If, like, I know you're reliable. If you're phoning Pat Mayo. Definitely say, like, uh, you know, uh, Marenzi will be on. Here's what he wants to talk about. He'll probably talk about none of those things to talk about what he wants to talk about. No, all that stuff's <laughs> been done in email beforehand. But Chuck would yeah. be like, you'll get him on the phone, right? right, right, right like, how long is this going to take? Why are you bo- like, why are you bothering me? Like, da, 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 da. like he's just bitching and moaning, and then it goes on. He's like, oh, great to be with you. Great to be joining the great city of Toronto. And I don't know. I'm at, in, I encountered him in public once too, a real fucking phony. Now down to this McDonald's lady. I don't yes, even know if this is going to entertain people. But a couple times a week, 
it's not even my like the McDonald's that's close to me, but it's the McDonald's that like I'm on the road and I'm near. Uh, so a couple times a week I will go there and I'm just in, it's, this isn't like drunk or, or like post day, like stoned late night, like McDonald's. It's like 11 like, AM. The 10 nuggets with the side double cheeseburger. I do a side McChicken. Sh- no, the same. Double cheeseburger is the way to go. Not it's m- more not like, this is like, I try to either beat the kids on their lunch or before or after, yeah, but it's time. just like innocent two cheeseburger, small fry holds me over. Perfect. This woman she like makes this McDonald's her home. She <laughs> reeks of the same like I women that put on so much perfume ah. like bother me so much. If anyone sits at what she deems is her table, she like has this little hissy fit. She annoys the staff to no end. Like I'm always like I hate this. Like the staff always. She just walks like behind the counter. I see other people go in there and complaining to the staff about this woman. I don't know. I'm not explaining it right. I fucking cannot stand this woman. I cannot. I cannot stand her. I don't know why Tim is so entertained by the concept of all of it. But I hate this. I I literally. This woman is probably a rival. Yeah. Is she number one? No. I mean, it's when I see her, I get really annoyed. I hate this woman. I also like have a natural hate, and she doesn't like she doesn't like have a laptop or anything like that. She wouldn't even know how to work it. Probably just annoys people. Um, but like, I also like naturally hate like the people that set up shop in like a McDonald's or like a like Tim, Tim Hortons. With no, their no, laptops. those people are the worst. Like they're making it their home for four hours. Exactly. Like, get the fuck. Go get get your food, get eat, and then get yeah, out. That's a pretty low place to do it. They're like, just skimming the Wi-Fi, working well, on something. I mean, there's a culture around going to somewhere like Starbucks and working. They kind of encourage. Oh, no, McDonald's it. wants you to do that now. They yeah, but, they yeah, but, yeah, Matt, what sort of job are you doing where you're going to McDonald's and working? Oh, believe me, they with all the Mick Cafe renovations, they're becoming sort of they're they're designing themselves to be sort of a, a destination like Starbucks. Uh, you know, they have better coffee. I, anyway, you know what, Rovell? A, lo- a lot of people go to <laughs> Starbucks to go work. I don't, but a lot of people do. No, it doesn't it's, really it's bother pretend. me. Work in your office, work at home. Don't uh, work at a lo- I mean, a lot of people don't necessarily have that luxury. Like, I know someone who ducks in at the Starbucks right around the corner here and well, does his work. rent a WeWork desk. Go what? Rent a WeWork desk. Isn't that what they're doing with that? You just rent a desk? Yeah, I mean, you need to. He does sales, so he's like all across. But he sometimes he has meetings in between, and he'll go to the Starbucks and work for an hour, and then he'll go to his next. I'm gonna get so mad when I get home and think of seven things this lady has done to bother me that I forgot. Well, I mean, the too much perfume thing, I I can't stand. It's like the guy at the gym who just like takes a thing of Axe body spray. Like, do do you need to smell like that? Have you seen the commercials? Has anyone told you you smell good? The commercial tells him he's gonna get laid, though. Yeah, but you know who doesn't? People who wear Axe body spray. That's a, like a big trigger right there. Uh, but you said, what did you say you get with the nuggets? If I like the late, like you have different McDonald's go-to orders. Yeah, like I, I like nuggets and so nuggets is my My favorite. heavy one would be like the nugget combo with like the double cheeseburger. Okay, so I get like a junior chicken on the side with that. Yeah. Tim threw this out here on Twitter the other day. He said that the Wendy's spicy chicken is bad. Gary agreed with me. No. And for the longest time, Garyan was like a fan of it and like stood for it. Now he's like, 
It's just not that good anymore. No. And you know why? Because it's never been good. It's a terrible sandwich. You're going to go to Wendy's, you get a JBC. That's it. That's the list. I mean, I listen, it, I don't think that anyone has ever ordered a JBC in their lives. Like if you're if you're going down the JBC route, I definitely have ordered plenty. One, of them. you've ordered, you've went into a Wendy's and ordered a junior bacon oh, cheese. No, 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 no. You ordered like ten of them or something like that. You're either super stoned or you're super drunk. And you just, a Wendy's, you just want to pound it into you. The Wendy's spicy chicken. It's the best thing on the menu. Before, maybe this has changed over the past no, three years. Before, I don't know. No, it hasn't. But before fast food. I don't want to say became more popular. Got but better. I want to say before, like, Chick-fil-A's, what you would classify as fast food. Five guys. Has sort of grown where mm-hmm. there's, like, a bit of a higher end level, maybe. Okay. But when you take, like, fast food back to, like, its origins, or I'll say, like, for me during, like, my high school or university days, the number one power ranked fast food item of all the establishments was the Wendy Spicy Chicken. Yuck. That was the number one. And I would say today, even with the growth of better quality fast food, a Five Guys, a Chick-fil-A, I would say that Wendy's Spicy probably still has to rank in like the top three to five. Yuck. No, you're, you're wrong about this as you're about most things. No, it's terrible. And even Gary agreed with me, which is a sign that I'm right about this. Because Gary was a huge defender of it. No, so Gary probably ate too many that he is like now sick of it. But Gary also says that Popeyes is better than KFC. Tim, do you agree yeah, with well, him on Gary, that? No one, no one agrees with that unless they're just trying to troll. Popeyes I mean, doesn't have eleven herbs and spices that are in a secret <laughs> uh, vault that no one can see. How triggered do you think Tim was when Melissa McCarthy was playing the Colonel? No, I didn't bother. No. You know what? I'm not going to tell this story. So I'll sort of topic. Let's move on to something else. Let's go. You can't bring it up and not say it, Tim. What's the story? I've gotten into this YouTube wormhole where I've been watching people go to the world of Coca-Cola museum and try all the different Coca-Colas that they have there. And, I, and then they show the merchandise tent and all the stuff you can buy. And like, now I'm just trying to find as many videos as possible just to see what it's like there. Cause I think it's so cool. And I want to go. <laughs> This is lower than people who watch other people open gifts on YouTube. Oh, that's a huge thing. The yeah, whole- I, under- I understand, but it's for like, th- <laughs> that's also for like you three-year-olds. Know, I don't think this is this. Where is that- the Coke I Museum? Is it in this- Atlanta? Of course it's in Atlanta. I don't think this one is that crazy. It's just sad. More sad than crazy, but it's something he enjoys and like, there's no... Is this a step above or below being on the Coke Reddit But when you Reddit say threads? the different Coca-Colas, do you mean the establishment of, like, changing the recipes or all these new, like... No, like, the weird, like, brands that you could get all over the world. They have this room where it's just a bunch of fountains and, like, with different countries' names on them. And, like, you can get all the, f- the samples of it that you want with, with cups. Yeah, but you, then- but you hate anything that's not regular Coke. Yeah, but you can get, like, the way Mr. Pibb is in, like, Paraguay. But you, you would, hate, but you would hate that because it's not what you're used to. I'd be curious to sample all these various things. Then I could buy all kinds of Coke swag when I was in the store. That'd be, and then you could see all the artifacts and go on a museum tour. It would be so cool. There's nothing know, stopping you from going to do. I this. would go to this museum for sure. Would you? I wouldn't like make this like I'm going to Atlanta to go to this. If museum. You were in Atlanta. That you. That's a must go. Yeah. We were in Atlanta. We didn't do that. We just tried to get the we hell away from the bus station. We were there very briefly. <laughs> What do you do in Atlanta? Go see the CNN museum and the CNN stuff. Go to the Coca-Cola museum. I guess if I was big into like hip hop. It would be a fun place to go to, but I'm go not. See stuff to do uh, I don't know. You make it rain at the strip club. 
You can do that in any strip. No, I don't know. Atlanta's like, never mind. Was it Golds? Is that yeah, what it's called? Something. What's the name? What's the name of the strip club? Might be yeah. <laughs> no, I don't actually know. I it's have, one of all the NBA guys. Yeah, it's to. like just famous. It's, yeah. All right. Enough of that. Or do you want to talk about the seventeen dollar Kit Kat bar? Let's postpone that for now. I have had that for another for a corner because I'm starting to work up something for that. I don't. I think he's very misguided. It's really, all the millennials are. Bl- you know what? No, no, I'm not. I'm not going down this road. I will save my wrath for the for the next one. I like, and you realize that it's only sold in the UK, right? It's still millennials. I think it's just customized. It's like it is. It's, yeah, it's a customized. It's like a really fancy. No, like, if no, okay, Tim. If no one wanted it, no one would buy it, and therefore it wouldn't exist. Money on you know a mortgage would rather buy a Kit Kat. Uh, how much money, uh, Tim? How much money do you owe on your mortgage? That's a separate and apart question. I'm not buying <laughs> Snickerdoodle flavored. No, you're buying SIGs and scratch tickets. I ain't bought a scratch ticket in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, that Jeff, you're all fired up. Let's get to this. Denver at the Chargers. One of two four o'clock games. The Chargers are favored by six and a I half points. I love that, points. by the way. At Me home. Too. I'm a fan. You like this? Yeah. Two four o'clock games. This sucks yeah, so for you, much. For you, for for you, it sucks. Do you know how hard it is to watch ten games at once? Yeah, but I want to watch Dallas Green Bay like tip to tip to buzzer. So, you mean you could do that anyway if other games were on? Yeah, but now I don't feel bad about it because there's only one other game on, and that game's going to be a rout, and that'll be over by halftime. So, so oh, no, it won't. Forty-four and a half. You keep talking about death by a thousand paper cuts. Is there a chance that in week 16 with the playoffs on the line, the only active player for the Chargers is Phillip Rivers? Listen. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have no patella tendon in that knee. What happened to your patella tendon? Are you Jimmy Graham? Chargers is so cursed. Literally, my kneecap is like supported by nothing. It is. The curse is now applying to your kneecap here, your lack of kneecap. I don't like that it started during the Chargers conversation after I made a comment. That's not good. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Yeah, Philip to Keenan versus everybody. (laughs) Those are the two guys left. No, we've got about six. Philip, Keenan, Eckler, Bosa. Bosa. Casey Hayward. No, Casey, Casey, Casey Hayward garbage. was like thinking about skipping last week's game because he was like banged up too. He was fine. I expect Melvin to show up this week and Melvin to play well. Who do you think gets more touches? Melvin or Eckler? Oh, I got no idea what happens. I think it's Eckler. But I think this week. I think we need everybody. I think Eckler can line up wide. I think we could see them both out there. We got to just utilize them all. We need everybody. We need everybody. Our margin for error is is honestly zero. Dude, they had guys at receiver last week. I started Inman in fantasy, and he was the leading receiver. But they also had some other guy named Jeremy who spells his Patton? name with a G. And then General Patton was another guy. Yeah. They just got dude, like Lance Kendricks is now on the team. Like they're they're running out of guys, man. We are it, it it just doesn't seem to want to stop. We have to just survive whatever's happening, get some wins. Like Perriman went down as well with a concussion, right? I believe he's fine, and he's actually been good. I'm so real disappointed. But you know in, what? The good thing is the Chargers are facing their adversity now and are overcoming it. So I'm, like, I, I, Thomas uh, Thomas Davis might be done. That's real upsetting. Uh, we are getting attacked still in the secondary, which was so deep once upon a time. We had three pro bowlers back there, and we're down to 
I don't know. No, actually, Desmond King. Desmond King has to be on that list too. That guy does everything. So we got about six bodies I love. And Ty Long. We've got no room for error. We have no room for error. I don't know what to make of this game. I could argue it both ways. For the people that want to make the case that Denver should be, you know, two and two, if not for a couple of things, and the Chargers should be outside of beating Miami one and three, I think that's totally unfair because you can't say we would lose to the Colts if Vinatieri made his kicks and then not say, but then we beat the Lions if Long makes his kicks. Yeah, but that's classic Chargers, though. No, but I'm just saying it has to go both ways. The Chargers, you know, could very well. There is a very realistic scenario in which they were 4-0. No, they're not because they're the freaking Chargers. Um, I don't know. I think it still might be too many points. I like, I think there's I a, like Denver here. Yeah, because I think there's a perception that Denver is just, like, horrible. But if you really do break Denver down, I don't think they're as bad as people want to make them. Bradley, I'd almost argue, like, the reason you like the Bengals is, like, the, the, yeah. Yes, they're bad and they've got problems, but it's not quite matching up with this reality. And people, I'm never betting on Denver again. Like they screwed me so hard. Flacco sucks. They're not wrong about Flacco sucking. He's not good. But you kind of pointed it out last week that whoever the wide receiver two is for a big team, games, and at least in Denver they have two guys. So whoever Hayward's not covering, whether it be Sutton or Sanders, they should have a good or, game. Or Faint could have a good game. I like Faint. Fan. But Bradley Chubb being out for the year is not good for their defense. So now it's just nope. Von Chargers. Miller. And we're going to tease our char- these Chargers on down. Oh, boy. Oh, to what? Like a pick uh, them, right? Seven point tease. So we're going to tease them down to, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, six and a half, isn't it? Yeah, we're Teasing tease through down. zero, huh? No, it's a six and a half point teaser. It's, a, it's a seven point teaser. Oh. It is a seven point teaser. So what if this wasn't a neutral site game? What would happen? If this game was being played at Qualcomm, it would be Chargers by 10, and I would love the Chargers. You know, I've probably been not good at this today, but I'll say this. They've got injuries in their secondary. If Buddy doesn't play Callahan, like they're going to be down like three or four starters. That's where I go to the line of scrimmage and just beat you. No, I I just think that they turn around and they hand the ball off to Eckler and Gordon this entire game because Denver cannot stop. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And and then then you get a close-ish game where Denver covers it in the last little bit. Very possible. Like, I think Denver could win this game. Mm. The the Chargers are just so beat up that... Yeah, yeah, no. One we, more thing happens, we, and all of a sudden, well, it's like, that's, oh. hold on. When I say we've got no margin for error, that's what you're alluding. They can win this game. Like we cannot. One or two things on the field happen. We just can't overcome. We don't have the talent that like we should. Is it weird that when building depth, their best depth is at the one position where the guy always plays? Like they have a really good backup quarterback. Tyrod's a good, great backup. I don't know. I mean, they, it's just weird that they have Tyrod. Like I guess they had Kellen Clemens for forever. I I don't I don't know. I do think the spread's a little high. I hopefully think we can just put them away. Could you trade Tyrod to like Chicago? They are actually the Chargers' biggest rival, in my opinion. Yes, the Chiefs are the team that like they need to chase and be in battle with. But there's actually bad blood between the two teams. Um, So let's get them. Let's get them. Chargers minus six and I'm the only person on Denver. I don't know. I want to say if you had to power rank the Chargers, like 10 best players, how many of them are not playing? 
I gotta write this down. So I'm just gonna think offensive anyway. Just like amongst their best players, who's on offense? Rivers, Keenan Allen, and Okung are probably their three best offensive players, right? Yeah. That that's how I would grade them out. Hunter okay. Henry, and then I, Hunter, I don't know if Hunter Henry is one of their ten best players. Badgley. Oh no, no, no! We'll go is. over the defense. He's not. He's not better than those three guys. He's not. Okay, fine. But have you seen the net, like his numbers, the rivers to his numbers? You, you when mean they play? in the two games he's ever played? Like Great. seventeen. He's fantastic. So maybe he could be fourth. Sure. Yeah, but he's he is not as good fourth. as. Okay, though, let's talk. And about Mike Williams is fifth. Who's also out? I mean, I'd rather have Mike Williams. Mike Williams is probably going to play this week. Hope so. He's trending towards playing. I would rather have Mike Williams than Hunter. Anyway, I'm just saying like that those, I'm saying that those three guys right. on offense are the three best players on offense. Okay. Now we'll I add think, to that. After, I think that sure. the be- next best seven are probably on the defensive side of the ball. And Badgley are they? Yeah, you could Is be Badgley right. So great. Tylon looks like he might be one of them. Are, are uh, Derwin? Do you have Derwin? Bosa. Bosa. Ingram. Ingram. Hayward. Hayward. Desmond King. King. For sure. So you're, we're already quickly at five. I would argue all pro. Safety special teamer Adrian Phillips might also make our top 10 list. Who's broken his arm and is on IR. A Phil. I mean, then Hunter Henry, you just want to say Hunter Henry. So it can add to your point that these guys are out. No, they're all out. It doesn't matter who I name. I might say like Eckler's their next best. Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot about him. Eckler's better than Gordon. Yeah. Pro football focus is the best running back in football right now. Don't worry about it. I don't mean, I'm not saying he's better than McCaffrey. I know he's not as talented as Zeke or, Thing. I just mean, I like, think he fits his what they want to do better than what Gordon. Yes, does. and I would always say, even before Eckler became this great player, you've known me for years, or, or I'd argue through the Woodhead era, and before that, the Sproles era. That position is vital to the Chargers under Philip Rivers. He's always had someone like that. Well, it makes up for like when you have and he shitty had, old offensive line. That's he the gets, thing. He had historically really so quick. many bad offensive lines, and now with Okun, their offensive line isn't all that great. That getting the ball out quickly, and now they're starting to pass on first and second down. Rather than just on third. Well, they might have hired someone who does math. Yeah, and it's and it told them, or maybe they read a Warren Sharp article that said pass on first down, idiots. Well, I know that Sharp consults for some of the NFL teams, and I'm not sure which teams it is, but based on how Kansas City runs their plays, it has to be Kansas City. Like without a shadow of a doubt. They've been doing a lot of that stuff beforehand. No, but just very specific things that Sharp writes about, Kansas City does. Even at the end of that game. When they were coming back, and then they got down by the goal line. Every time they got down by the goal line, what did the Chiefs do inside the five? They ran the ball. Run, 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 run. And the Chargers All they do is pass, 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 until they get in close. Then they run, 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 run. That's what you do. Very effective. Chargers do that too, I would argue. What's that? I think Chargers do that pretty well. The Chargers haven't been stalled. I can't remember the last time the Chargers were stalled on a drive. The old man Patriots do that too. Like We don't go three and out. The Chargers get past midfield every time they have the football. Every single time, all season, minus a couple three and outs. We haven't had many because I drink hard for them. Uh, sure. So I'm the only one taking Denver plus six. Should we give some love to Denver here? They're fucked no. for like They're the next done. three years. Can you so trade? Like, well, no, they could be. Like, okay. I, I don't think that they're bad, but like they have Flacco with this giant cap hit yes. as well. Like going into next their year. Problem- yeah, they probably have to, if they were sensible. They would say they would look at their roster right now and know it's not good. And they're already 0-4. Tank. Well, Trade Von Miller. Get some assets. I mean, if the market for these guys, if for Tunsil, is two first-round picks, what are you going to get for Von Miller? I do want to say we've never seen anything like this. 
this many 0-4 teams, this many teams that like should 100% be tanking. The battle for it's like almost feels like an NBA thing. But it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like the Redskins or the Bengals or the Broncos or Cardinals are actively trying to tank. No, but it does feel like they could be there soon, and the battle for first overall could feel like the NBA for the first time ever. And I always make fun of the NBA because the amount of teams that could win um, the NBA title, the NBA title. Or, or that are actually actively trying to win the title is probably less than the amount of teams who want to get first overall. I'd say except for this year, because teams believe they have a chance to win in the Okay, NBA. sure, yeah, I guess. But um, I don't know. I feel like we got more teams than ever on that thing. All right, next One game. more, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Peter King reported he does expect the Chargers are in on, on Jalen Ramsey. As they, I said, and for they, the exact... They were offered two first-round picks and turned it down. Do they wanna, don't want to trade him. No, fine, maybe. But do you know why they turned it down? Because they don't want 31 overall. No, they don't, but Let what did they get from the Chargers? 23? 32. Let me make this perfectly clear. Yes, they were offered two first-round picks. 98% it was from the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it was from the Ravens. In my opinion, 98.9%. If it was from the Ravens, they accept the picks. Because that's a team that could still make the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Like, they could still they can get... They can get If it's the Ravens, they say they yes. They don't want to trade him. Okay. That's going to be a problem. They certainly don't want to trade him to the team offering the two first-round picks who are going to be picking... 30th overall, because let's just hypothetically get people think like, what the first round picks are first round picks. Let's fast forward to draft night. You draft 30, 31, 32, and you want to trade up for 22. There's a good chance you're giving up a one or a two. No, no, I'm with you on that. And and then you look at the Steelers who were just like, oh, uh, we're going to give you our first round pick because we're going to be great for Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, all of a sudden, the Dolphins might end up with pick one, six and 13 or something. And they're in in great shape, but I get that you cannot trade Jalen Ramsey and not get a pick inside like the top twenty five under no circumstances. And I do understand they want to keep him. I understand that they should want to keep him, and they kind of have to keep him now. If they're going to trade him, they need to trade him before the season starts. Because if you're talking about what you're talking about and getting the good first round picks for the player of need, well, no one who has who's going to have a good draft pick is going to trade for Jalen Ramsey right now. The only time they're ever going to do it is they're going to dilute themselves into thinking that they're going to be good before the season starts. That's it. And then you just hope that team's bad and you get a top five pick. I guess, but I still think there could be some desperation and you get the offer. From who? who what, what team is doing that? That could end up like with a good pick? The Ravens? The Chargers? Maybe? But I, mean, I agree. So you're going to trade him for pick 17 then? Yeah, absolutely. I'd rather keep him. I agree they should keep him. You don't draft a player to become everything you think he is that high and then trade him. They should try to give him the extension that he will get on the open market and or tell him, pal, we are not trading you. So you got two options. You can retire or you play year five of your contract. And when that expires, we franchise tag you twice. I like it. So they could just put his balls in a vice. That being said, this man is working the most, I don't know whether to call it alpha move, but this whole thing where uh, he's on paternity leave and there's no designation for how long it is in the CBA. 
But he traveled with the team last week. I mean, what an amazing... He was there last week. It's just a great coincidence that, like, while he's demanding a trade, his wife is having this baby, and he can then play that card and miss as much time as he felt was warranted. The only one that I heard on the table that I thought was really intriguing, it was a first, a second, and Zach Ertz from the Eagles. Because, like, the Eagles are no lock to make the playoffs. They should make the playoffs. They should be good. And having Ramsey definitely addresses a lot of the needs that they have. But if that was the case, I would have taken that deal. No, I'm not trading Ramsey for just about anything. I would trade him um, again. No. You just want I, him I traded to the Chargers. And I don't want him traded to the Chiefs, but I don't think there's anything the Chiefs can do because you cannot trade him for a pick that isn't inside the top 25, even if you get two of them. You can't. Yeah, but if you get two of them, the one caveat to it is... Is they're cheap. Well, it's not even that. It's it, Not only are they cheap, and you know, basically, you can see the path of what that pick will probably end up to be this year. If you think you know what's going to happen in the NFL a year from now, you don't. What if Mahomes gets hurt? How good are the Chiefs? Not very. Then all of a sudden you exactly. have to... The Chiefs and the Patriots could be both, you know, 3-13 and 13 teams next year. You don't know. I think just... Patriots not even brought up. He has to throw them in. I, we see how triggered you are. Today. I understand... All of that. But to me, like Jalen, like, what are you trading? Because he's worth, like, he is one pick and then he's worth the juice of another. So, yeah, let me throw this out here for you, though. What is the shelf life of the lockdown corner? It's short. Josh Norman proved it's pretty short. And you can talk awesome your big Wah. game. And Awesome Wah did it as I well. Forgot. Yeah. Okay. Like, there's been guys that have just come up and they've had these three year runs and they've been fucking incredible. And, Revis- and then they just. Revis was great, then he but, was not great, yeah, then he was great for and, one more year, and, then he was not great again. But Revis was a genius. Is he sort of played this, he kept bouncing on those one-year deals, getting like huge money on one-year contracts, sort of risking the fact that he would get hurt, but sort of banking on himself each time around. Then he went back to the Jets and stunk. Well, I think that was more of like a, a goodbye thing. Hey, got, Tim, how much were they paying Revis that year when he was off? A significant amount of money, but you know what? It was worth it because we had a chance to make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. So, and then you did not with Rebus but like Buddy team. and yeah, you're right. And I would say who like who today would you say is the best corner? Lattimore? I'd say it's or, probably Jalen and, Ramsey. Yeah, he or, or Buddy Lattimore. in New England, Gilmore, Gilmore, Lattimore. Lattimore. I mean, Lattimore kept uh, you know shut down uh, Dallas uh, cold on Sunday night. That was very impressive. They did. They, like, it was it was really bizarre. Well, apparently Amari like had an MRI after the game. He wasn't healthy. He well, wasn't he, getting any separation. He, came, well, he came into the game with an ankle injury, but Dallas's only plan was, hey, Amari looks covered. Let's throw it to him anyway. We'll try to get PI because like, he's Amari, maybe. Or they could have thrown to like open Jason Witten. I know it's Jason Witten, but he was wide open. Either way, like the Gilmore thing was funny because he was really good with the Bills. And when the first year when the Patriots signed him, he like wasn't all that good. And people laughed at the contract, and then all of a sudden he's great. Yeah, great. So, anyway, let's talk about this. So let's talk about the game. That Chargers matters. lose season's over. We'll move on. The uh, the NFL has boxed out the rest of the game. So everyone in the world can watch Green Bay at Dallas. Not me. Da- Dallas is favored by you'll still watch it. I don't like pitcher and pitcher minus three and a half at home. 46 is the over under Green Bay is coming off a game. They should have won. And I think Dallas is coming off a game. They should have won. So it's very intriguing to see how they rebound from yeah. this. Like, it was embarrassing that the Packers didn't beat the Eagles. Very embarrassing. Definitely taking that big lead to start. And just even the fact they got down to the – like, it, it's like the Packers thought that they got two touchdowns the fancier the play they did trying to get in from the one-yard line. Turns yeah, out that's not I'll the case. I'll make this one quick because I, I have one of the strongest opinions. I love Green Bay in the game. I love Green Bay to win the game. 
Uh, they've got they're coming off the mini buy going into Dallas. Green Bay owns the Dallas Cowboys. So they have for years now. Uh, De- Green Bay is one of the teams that puts fear into Dallas. Uh, remember they went and beat them in the playoffs. They beat them twice in the playoffs actually. Once in Lambeau, once in Dallas in recent history. This Green Bay is just a better team. Rogers is a better quarterback. Green Bay has mo- mostly better players, better play calling, better coaching. I, I love the Packers in the game. We're teasing them up to uh, ten, and ten and a half. Love them. Uh, Green Bay is probably going to be my super lock. I think that Rogers goes into a city that he owns and he continues to own. I think the Smith injury on the offensive line could Huge. be potentially devastating here. And they're talking about like, oh, he, he's probably not going to play this week. Apparently he has a high ankle sprain. He might be out six weeks. It's apparently not like the most severe kind. So it's a mid ankle sprain. But it's, yeah, he's out. He's, yeah, he's out. He's out. Um, it might be a round of Packers. I really, oh, really. Do the coin took Dallas. Yeah. I'm. Rodgers is the better quarter. He's getting over three points here. here Dallas can, is. Ken. Dallas go back to how I only see like how they were playing because they were playing bad competition. But can they go back to the offensive game plan that they had the first three weeks over that shit show that we saw against the Saints? Do what you do well. Put Dak into a position to run off play action and hit guys down the field and just generate people that are open instead of just running and throwing to Cooper. That's not going to work. I can imagine at 7 o'clock in the evening, uh, Troy Aikman saying to Joe Buck, I just don't know about that play. I don't know what Dallas is trying to do with that. I just, I don't know. Well, it's interesting what's going to be happening in Dallas maybe over a long term and what sort of even hotter seat Jason Garrett will get on because Jerry Jones is not afraid to talk. And all his criticisms about the game um, in his, like, local radio spots were Kellen Moore. And that's only telling in that, like, it's all his responsibility. Where, like, Garrett is so past even being responsible um, for anything that it's almost the writing on the wall. That Sunday night game had felt like it had Jason Garrett's hands all over it. Jason Garrett is the new Marvin Lewis. He's not going till he wants to go. He should have gone years ago. He is Yeah, going. man, because Jerry Jones' coach calls his shot. I'm not No, just he's super. Uh, listen, I'm not saying I'm not saying Buddy's good or anything, but I will die on the hill of saying the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys doesn't call his number. No, but you know what? I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think Jerry wants him to go anywhere. I think the guy Okay, is, well, well, we, we will see. Sure. Um, there's a lot to take away from both of these teams. It's pretty funny because one of them's gonna be on the hot seat on Monday or Sunday night because Start three and zero. All of a sudden, your three and zero is going to evaporate quickly. One of them's got to be three and two. Now, the Packers do play Monday night the they could, following they week. They could tie. The Packers do play Monday night the following week, and I want to say the Cowboys get a reprieve because they're playing the Jets. Um, anyhow, my takeaway from both teams is Green Bay first. So much was made of their three and zero of their defense, which looked bad. Which look bad, and then you look at the offenses they played the first three weeks. Uh, Trubisky, Flacco, and Kirk Cousins, and you're like, okay, maybe they're, like, it's hard. Maybe we're just puffing up their defense because they played freaking nobody. And maybe we weren't giving enough credit to the offense, um, who granted they should have won the game versus the Eagles. But those defenses, granted, Denver's when healthy should be good. The Bears, obviously, and the Vikings. So maybe we're not giving full credit to how good the Packers offense. Or it could be a situation too. Like if the Packers defense is actually quite good, even good defenses have bad days. Yes, like of it's course. hard to 
and judge Dallas, anyone off one I, game. Listen, I own Dak in fantasy. I was on a high horse being like, I like other than Mahomes, I drafted like the auto QB start. I was really proud of myself because I don't draft Dak thinking he's, he's going to be my yeah. like no questions auto starter. I don't think many people did. Um, I certainly didn't. But it's a small sample. It was three weeks. Everyone got on their high horse about how great he is. But Dak is what he probably is. He's not at the level of other guys. No, but and with that comes inconsistency, and he had a horrible, inconsistent game. Sure, but he and, was put into the wrong... Like, there are certain things that Dak does well. There are certain things that Dak does not do well. To make him, like, a pocket passer who is either going to take a five-step drop, scan the field, go through his progressions, and put it on a pin is not what he does well, especially when you're only asking him to turn around and hand the ball off to Elliott, who's not going anywhere right now, and now they have a banged-up offensive line. Like, you need to get him... Like, I keep harping on this play-action thing, but for the first like three weeks they were at like a 50% play action rate it was like 10% against the Saints like that you're actively taking away some of the best things that Dak does because even when you get him on play action you open up the ability to freeze the defense maybe he can see that and then take off to the side and he can use his running ability I think the biggest key in this game is what's more impactful for each of these teams the loss of Smith on the O-line or Devontae Adams not playing that's yep. going to be real rough for the Packers offense with your best receiver not there. He may play still. He's not playing. He has, a, he has turf toe. If he plays any time in the next three weeks, I'm going to be stunned. Fair enough. I still like the Packers. I still think they're the better team, and uh, I trust Aaron Rodgers. Might be my super lock. That's what he said, too. Uh, How about uh, another friend of McVay, Matt LaFleur? Are we sure he's a good coach? I don't know. It's too early to say. After four games, you can't tell anything. Because he, he really seemed to enjoy running Aaron Jones for no yardage uh, after they got up in that game. They're like, hey, you can pass. Devontae Adams was legit open on every play. That entire team was open on every single play. So what do you do in first and down from like the middle of the second quarter through the third quarter? Run it up the middle from first and second down for nothing. Like I, he did call it a very poor game, just like Dallas did. So like. I'm not convinced either of the, these teams could be the two best teams in the NFC or they could both miss the playoffs. Like I have no idea like where their actual level is at right now. And to say one team is significantly better than the other, that seems rough. Rogers healthy getting over a field goal. Yeah. Um, it's pretty simple. I'll Same do it. I did it like week one versus Chicago. I think if he's healthy and I'm getting those points, it's like an easy, just blind window. All right. You guys seem pretty convinced. So I'll go, go with you. I have, no feel for it. it's not making a super seven or i'm not betting i it. don't know why dallas should be favored by three and a half points versus them because dallas i mean but it's the packers on the other it's side. america's game of the week Still dallas dallas might have the superior defense here i know green bay's defense is good dallas's defense is also very so good. dallas is playing green bay i'll say this if the saints win that game i'll delete my twitter account <laughs> Sunday night game. Clown face. Emoji. <laughs> Indy at Kansas City. Minus 10.5 for Kansas City. The under is actually, over under is actually dropped for a half point here. It opened at 57. It's 56.5 right now. Paul had the idea of the century. That Look at other sports. What do other sports do? And the NFL is kind of doing that this week with Green Bay at Dallas and like scheduling all the other games out of it so everyone can watch that game. Yeah. That 
Patrick Mahomes should be in one of the three primetime games every, every week. single week. If, if or just designate three quarterbacks or three teams that one of them has to play in one of the primetime games. I would games. be. I would. Who tot- would it be? Who would be the three quarterbacks? Well, it'd have to be Mahomes because I would throw Lamar into that. Just to me, he's so much out, fun. To fine, watch. Lamar too. But outside of the Chargers playing, the only like Mahomes is the only thing that would entertain me. Everything else seems so freaking boring. And yes, like I catch myself wanting the Chiefs to lose if they're in a close game. It's natural. They're a division rival. Yeah, but he's great. I would like to, the Chargers to control their own destiny. I was so frustrated watching Detroit, like, just march into the end. Like, what idiots? What idiots? Um, but he's amazing. I don't take that away from anything. He's magic. He's a magic man. Uh, but they can't do that because that's not fair because them in primetime under the lights at home is worth, like, two and a half extra points. So you're saying the spread isn't high enough. It looks like Hilton will be back. If Hilton and Leonard are back, I don't know if Leonard's going to be back. Then I will bet. I will bet the Colts plus the points. I'm going to take Kansas City to route Indianapolis here. I will take the Chiefs, and because I've learned not to tease against them, I'm going to tease with them again. Smart. Yeah, I would agree with that. Tease them down to three and a half. The Chiefs, yeah. though, sneaky. Not like they're, they're, they might be dominant, but they're just two and two ATS. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Give me the Chiefs. I just for set. For set outdoors in a primetime game. Hilton back like is, but like Mac is banged up as well. If Leonard is back, you might be onto something here. If he's not back, I don't see how they like end end without Malik Hooker as well. That yeah, I don't love it. This nope, one might on have to be my. Oh no, never mind. I'm not doing that. This is the game I'll need forever to win my su- suicide pool. Uh, to win it, okay. I don't actually mean that, but to stay alive. Kansas, no, the, no. the coin is taking Kansas City as well. Let's just briefly talk, and then we're getting to what I actually think is the main event of this show, an hour and 50 minutes in. Cleveland at San Francisco. I wish it was Nick Mullins. Me too. Play. The hero, Nick Mullins. <laughs> Nick Mullins versus Baker. Minus <laughs> the Tim's two most hated quarterbacks. Minus three and a half, San Francisco is favored at home. 46 and a half is the over-under. Tim called the Browns uh, dead. Then the Browns go out and run all over the Ravens. I want to say, okay. Didn't didn't hear much from from Tim on Twitter. He he loves, like, shoveling dirt on Baker's grave when he's bad. But you didn't hear nothing like, oh, boy, wasn't I wrong? Yeah, well, it was nice to see Baker be very gracious on the podium, too. That's uh, that's certainly a a gentleman who's learned uh, how to grow up saying the things he does on the podium. I don't know. Browns win a game by two touchdowns like everyone thought they were going to do all year, and I'm supposed to pretend like that's impressive? I, I'm not. I'm not impressed. You can't, no. you can't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't talk out of both sides of your mouth. At least, like, I took my shots at the mess in Cleveland last week, but happily took them plus seven points. Did I think they were going to win? No. No. Now, with me in Cleveland, I've made this very clear going back to all our preview shows. I am going to cheer for whatever side of 500 they are on. That's the result I'm going to cheer for. I want them to be 12 and 4, 11 and 5, or I want them to suck. Them being 8 and 8 is boring to me. Which is probably what's going to end up happening. So last week they were 1 and 2, and they were like, the world was kind of caving in on them, and they answered the freaking bell. Now they're lucky that so much shit's going on in their division, and they have talent to overcome a lot of their problems. I still think in the end for this year, it's not going to work. It's another primetime game. But I think I already said it on the show. I'm not an idiot. Like, Baker Mayfield, that was the biggest game of his career. The noise was never louder. But from idiots like me and Tim to, like, real shows, the noise was never louder. Ever for him. 
and he played great. And part of him playing great is they ran the ball and they established other things and they didn't make him have to be like the centerpiece of everything. Yeah, he maybe that should be Nick the Chubb recipe going forward. Yeah, he was playing great when Nick Chubb was breaking up big runs so he didn't have to throw the ball. I don't know. Somewhere in I, he played a great game. He the noise. Yards in the, the game. Listen, you you can't yeah, you he, can't so you, great, yeah. Okay. You can't play every side like no, that's not fair, Tim. That's not fair. You can't well, not, not give any credit. No, I have no credit. No credit to give. It sounds like you're very envious of Baker Mayfield. No, like is it because you can't chug a beer? Somewhere in Hemingway's death in the afternoon, he talks about the bull uh, being dead. He just didn't know it yet. That's who the Browns are. They're, they're the bull that's dead. They just don't know it yet. This is not a good team. They uh, got a momentary win to sort of throw you off the scent. Now they go. Now they I, go to the Gold Coast. I came in. Hold on. I came into this. Like lining up to take San Francisco minus three and a half after hearing this fucking shit again, Cleveland plus three and a half. They go to San Easy Francisco pick. coming off a bye uh, at home against a Browns team that, you know, themselves think uh, delusionally that they, uh, they can hang with a team like this. Now, the only thing to be worried about is that the Niners have in three of their, two of their three games have played just shenanigans football against the Steelers and Buccaneers and got lucky to win them both. So they could do dumb things, but just, I don't know. I just think they're better top to bottom. Uh, and, you know, they're coming off the bye. They've known the Browns are coming in. Uh, Shanahan's a better coach, got the better quarterback. They got better offensive pieces, minus Chubb, who's, who's playing quite, quite well. And I, I have to eat some crow on that. I, Chubb has been a much better player than I thought he would be. I don't know. I just don't see it. I think this, uh, I don't know why, what, what I have done that every time I turn on my TV at night, the Cleveland Browns seem to be on TV. Thankfully, this is almost over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, give me the Niners. Uh, Niners to win. Niners D could be legit, Jeff, or they could have played Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. Well, Tampa Bay's legit. Sometimes, other times they are not. Just and, and, and week one, they were not. They were bad week one. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I but. am going to take the 49ers. I just Cleveland is getting very reverse cursed. You I, understand I think that, it's right? a bad spot. The Niners the off Browns, a bye no, in prime time. Like the, it's like the Browns go behind the counter whenever they want. They wear too much perfume. They're driving me crazy. You just sound sad. Yes, that's the problem. You, this, is, this is so petty for you. It's really bizarre. You know, don't cut this part. And if they've made it this long, good for them. You, he's like my sister's divorced. Her ex-husband's a fucking piece of shit. He does things that are so like mind boggling, but my mom will like complain to me about things. Like if his shirt is purple, my mom, I can't believe his shirt's purple. And I'm like, mom, everyone knows he's an asshole, but when he's doing something that you can't, you lose everybody you complain to when you can't, like, when you are picking on something that is so, like, nothing or shouldn't be picked on for. Stick to, like, the actual bad things. But when Baker plays a great game, when the noise is very loud, anti-Baker, not just from you, from people who aren't have your biases, and he answers the bell, if just for one Sunday in a division rival game that puts them in first place in a division where Pittsburgh has so many problems, and that could be a tie-breaking influence... You gotta give them credit. You got to, it, or you lose. I mean, you've lost a lot of credibility in the argument anyway, but you lose everything. Everything, Tim. Yeah. So to, what Tim's actually doing here with Mayfield is the real life version of what I do to Mark Ingram in fantasy. 
Sure. Yeah. I do it as a bit. Yeah. Tim is like stressing about Baker. Like if, if here's why I think the Browns will end up being okay because it's the worst possible outcome for Tim. Who, what, <laughs> what happens when the Browns play the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl? What's going to happen? Tim might like just die. I don't want that to happen. Tim will just be watching the NFC game, hoping no star players get hurt because he'll need either team at full capacity <laughs> to play that Super Bowl. That's essentially what he'd be rooting for on Championship Sunday. Yeah. <sighs> what a disaster that would be. Thankfully, this Browns team is trash, so I don't have to worry about that. They might have a home division game at nine and seven because it seems like they got to beat a team that's Great, also so we can make a Baltimore. pile of money on the Chargers going into Cleveland on Wild Card Weekend. I don't think you want that kind of. Tim hyping up the Super Bowl Chargers against the can't win okay, Browns. Like, you want that? Can we Remember just, this last year? Can we just end the story? Like, how do the Chargers miss them? Like, it will be a painful, like, could they lose miss this game extra points. Yeah. No, I'm saying, like, how they will, like, oh. miss the playoffs in December will be a culmination of all the pain in what is one it? What thing. is a worse outcome? Is it missing the playoffs based on something stupid like that or happening what happened in the playoffs last year and just getting absolutely annihilated. By no, the I got to make the, we, I don't want to go backwards as a team. Okay. So th- this somehow turns into week 17. They need to win to get into the playoffs and rivers gets hurt. On the and they go into arrowhead. Cause that's where got Tyrod. Sure. But hey, <laughs> you love rivers. I do. I love it. But I would love to see some trickery and some Tyrodery. Tyrod is our holder, man. You got the tie tie connection. Why can't tie we try long, something? Rod? I'm excited. I'm. I can't wait for me. Uh, I wish there was a, a camera on me the first time we do a fake. You can set that up. First, set your phone up. I thought. Oh, never mind. If I do this to Tim and he starts springing something up, you got to finish that thought. I know. No I, thought can I, remain unfinished on this show. Nothing. I thought about like. I don't want to do it actually. Okay. Like I. I <laughs> it's not even like a thing like like for charity like on a patreon doing like i would actually do a watch along with the charger game well you have to do it for charity why don't you just do it for yourself i'll i'll take you because the i chari- to, the charity can be me i'll take the money no but people i don't want people seeing me like that for free like you gotta pay to see me like how i'll get we have a question from the audience sir Less of a question, more of a statement. Me and Gary were actually talking about that on Sunday, how we would pay money to watch. When, like, when Miami was making it interesting against the Chargers, I would have paid money to watch you. We can do like we do with the Cut Sweat Show. We can figure that out. If there's like a primetime game with the Chargers, we can come in it's here. It's coming up, but the problem is I'm going to be in Vegas for Is that it. their only primetime game of the year? No, but then there's another one that I'm going to be at for, uh, that's currently in the game at December 15th against Minnesota. And here's the other thing. The the cost of admission, if I let people watch me watch Chargers, if I let people watch me watch Chargers Chiefs, like that would have to be five times yeah. the, the admission. Monday, November 18th. Watching Chargers. me having to play Patrick Mahomes, like literally die, like I, dying. How much, would, game, how much do you game. think people would pay for this? If we said Chargers. it was... A, if we all said it was going to charity, I, minus like, the administration fee paid to me hosting it, which is 98%. Isn't that how charities work? But yeah. you know, Chargers, Chiefs, Monday Night Football. In, in Mexico Aztec City. Aztec in, Stadium in Mexico City. I think that would be a great watch. 20 bucks? We can think about it. And yeah, maybe like portions of charity. If I'm going to put myself out there like that. 
My mo- well, we have to cover the cost of the whatever the cost of the production is. We'll give the rest to charity. We could probably raise like a thousand bucks for charity. If it's for charity, people will actually do it. Set up a private YouTube. And you link. need a wide shot because I do not sit down. I would literally. Could, I just walk a circle. I mean, I'll set up a fucking GoPro. We'll be good. We'll have a drone in here. And it'll is that my Tim. only prime time, Tim? No, it's not your only. You have a Sunday game that could get in week fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be there. But you have the Sunday nighter next week, and you have the Monday nighter against the Chiefs, I believe, and then a so, Thursday nighter somewhere in there against the Raiders. You have a Thursday nighter as well. That's when they can win. See, yeah, I know, but I think I want to ask you: want to pay top dollar to see them lose? Yes. Oh, absolutely. that is what like you should want. That like when we can't get off the field, like that. And that is what you would want to pay for. You would not, it would be far less entertaining if we're just running for six yards a clip versus Oakland, like controlling a game. Yeah, but I heard Oakland's good. Someone mentioned that. Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying we would run. Yeah, I know. Listen, I'm nervous about this Denver game. I think there's a lot of like bugaboo. I think the spread's a little high. I think people have, I said it during the preview, but I think people have like written off Denver, like public perception wise. Agreed? Yeah, I and I don't think they're nearly there um, in reality yet. Okay. Super locks of the week. Everyone is two and two, so someone can establish a lead here. I have narrowed down my list to Cincinnati minus three, Atlanta plus five, Philadelphia minus 13 and a half, Baltimore minus okay, three. You just love every game. Buffalo plus three, but I'm going to circle. The Chicago Bears, minus four and a half in London. I'm going to take the... Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. Are you guys both taking the Packers? I am going to take the Packers. Jeffrey? I'm tempted to take the Eagles, but I don't really like to play with those types of numbers. Just take the Patriots. That's a freebie. You know why? I'm going to take the Patriots. I'm going (laughs) to... I want to take the Packers. I'll take Chicago, although that's so public. Me and you, both taking Chicago? I just, like, come on, man. Yeah, if he, if he, That's the whole thing, though. Taking the other side of that game is probably the play. Like, that, why am who, I... Who is, besides Tim, who is betting Oakland plus Why do you lay... Why do I only have to lay four and a half when I'm already well, being Raiders spotted a good. defensive touchdown? I know. <laughs> like, I'm already up seven nothing on a defensive score. You'll see. Maybe. If the Raiders were so good, Tim, why did you pick against them last week? We both had Oakland on the spread, I think. Yeah, we both took yeah, Oakland. Listen, I didn't think they were going to win the game. No, but I, Indy I, hasn't beaten anyone by a touchdown. Exactly. It's sort of like Houston. Yeah, I know, but Atlanta, Dickless. And Oakland's not. And Houston can be, too. Um, yeah. Survivor pick. Tim, you get no say in this. So nope. you and I have actually had exactly the same pick so far. So oh, we can't, shit. So we can't use Philly. See, we can't use New England on the show. I use New England week two, but I actually tried to be fancy and used Houston. So in real life, I have New England, but for the purposes of the yeah, show, we're doing the show picks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I'm going to use New England in real life, uh, but for the purposes of the show, I use Philly too. Do we use Kansas City? <sighs> yeah, I guess. Or is this a spot to roll the dice a little? No, bit? I think that game will be close. I listen. I the most confidence I have in a team to cover the spread this week out of any of these spreads is Chicago minus four and a half. Why would I just take Chicago? I don't want to. I'll take 
the Chiefs at home at Arrowhead, I don't like I like Indy plus the ten and a half, which could even be eleven come, you know. Do I go with the bigger spread Chiefs. or do I roll the dice? I've been very good with not rolling the dice so far, and currently I'm still in it. Picking the Bears feels like something Tim would do. Can you feel like that? I don't know. I had a perfect season once, so Yeah, and won, and, and won no money out of it. So congratulations. I'm actually trying to win money here. You're you're real good at no stakes. Um, hmm. I'll take the Bears. You're taking Kansas City? Yeah. I'm going to be sitting here next week and saying, I'm stupid that I took the Bears and they lost. Uh, I hope they don't lose. It'll cost me. All right, Tim, to recap your free money teaser, do that for us, please. One and three on the air. Chiefs, Chargers, Patriots. Eagles, Packers, buy the, uh, you know, bet the farm, win, uh, you know, lots. Like 1.2 farms? No, it's more than that. On a seven point tease? Yeah, I think it's plus 325. Really? Yeah, plus 325. Mm, So plus 325. All right. Who do you think blows it for him this week? It was everyone last week, but this week. I think it's Green Bay. You better hope it's not the L.A. Chargers. I really hope not. Yeah. You'd rather it be Green Bay, right? You should see the amount of, like, how loaded my Menchies were. Like, with people angry at me that the Chargers were going to lose their Eliminator, like, 12 minutes into the game. Yeah, people need to pump the brakes on that a little bit. The Dolphins, they literally, like, they play poker with showing their cards. <laughs> So they can catch a good hand and, like, score a touchdown. They did out of the gate versus the Chargers. But if they're playing a team that's, like, has competence, it's just, oh, like, they can't. It gets to a point where they've already, like, blown their load and they can't do anything else. And they've shown you everything they have. And there's still three quarters to play. Does that make any sense? No, I I got you. You know how, like, Tim tries to take early credit for things before things are done and then it inevitably goes the other way with them? Garion was going on about Josh Rosen over 190 and a half yards. Tim also called it free money on the show. And we get to halftime. Josh Rosen has thrown for 148 yards, I think. And he's taking victory laps at halftime. Rosen throws for like 31 yards in the second half. And it's the under. Rough go. Jeff Fiber. Happy New Year once again. The show is so long. It might have been another New Year. I have no idea. After flying through the first part of the games, we really got down to the meat. The late games were all the best games, in fairness. Yeah. And we usually gloss over the late games. I don't know. There are a lot of these, like, three-point games that I thought were perfectly three-point games that I didn't really want to pick a side on. So, it's my fault. So, follow him at Jeff Feinberg at Twitter. I want to thank the coin. Coin could really use a rebound. And Paul Shaughnessy's behind the camera. What do you make of the coin here? Are you mad it didn't take Buffalo, or are you happy it didn't take Buffalo? Um, well, Tim, what, Tim and the coin are against Buffalo? Yes. I love it. Yeah, it's a good spot to be in if you're Buffalo, even with a backup quarterback. Yeah, it's, coin got a little high for its bridges. Maybe it started watching the game since that's, it that's has what a I'm Twitter saying. account. It, it needs to go back. Yeah, it has a Twitter account now. It's watching the games. Should I stop bringing it to the bar with me and setting it up like this? <laughs> <laughs> or at least put it tails out so the, the loon looks at it instead of the queen. 
Anyway, I'd like some to of the myself. Irish, some of the Irish will probably take it from you when you go to the washroom, though. Oh man, there were the place where we watch football. There are like lunatics who stumble in off the street, but one of those lunatics is not Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That is not because you don't just stumble in off the street. I found a place. I took a. One sec. Let's see. I can probably throw this up on the screen if you're listening to the audio version. But I walked by this place today, Jeff, on my way to work. Doesn't this look like a place where, even though you know Tim isn't in this city, that if you walked into this place, he might actually be in there? I guess. What do they sell? Hats. Old-timey hats. (laughs) Established. 1895, Tim. They only sell hats. Interesting. So the only two people you could run into in there are you and Cam Newton. And Bruce Arians. Now, Bruce Arian only wears one hat, and he wears it the wrong way, and he looks like Dom DeLuise. I like that hat. You know, why don't you wear it backwards, like Samuel L. Jackson? Well, that's fine, too, but I like the English racing cap look. Could a skinny person wear that hat? Sure. Does a skinny person wear that hat? Sure, Bryson. That's true. Bryson does. Do you think Bryson does that ironically, wears that stupid hat? I'm looking at you, Jeff. No, I have no idea why he does that. He just tries to be different. I like him a lot this week, though. I like him, too, but I'm not going to bet him. If people are wondering, I mean, I'm going to release my betting cheat sheet for golf, but I got, I went high. I went Kokrak, Scheffler, Wolf, Stanley, all 50 to 1 and beyond. In my last week, I'm breaking up with Luke List if he doesn't come inside the top 10 this week. I bet uh, Bryson. I parlayed Fina with the Steelers. I bet Bryson in synagogue, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and I bet Aaron Wise. Lo- local guy. I, local I was course. between Wise and Wolf, and I just think Wolf's a better player. And I've been really hot, and i got to say, last week I finally didn't hit a winner, which felt weird. But the Chargers won. The Chargers did win. Do I, do I get any, like, half credence? Because uh, Fleetwood won the Pro-Am. You, you, you're begging for – now you're really turning into Tim. No, no, I didn't you're Looking for like credit that. on stuff you didn't even win. I was trying to just make a joke that the most female thing, like winning a, the Pro-Am. Beating R- Rory and his dad. And I know we've gone long – Shame on Rory McIlroy for showing up at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship, which is a pro-am on Lynx courses where there was no wind, and then complaining that European Tour scoring is too low. Okay. I, I thought that was that, that's not the event to complain you about You don't that. like Rory. What do you mean? I love Rory. You don't like Rory. No, 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 no. You no, always yeah. got a problem with no Rory. No way, not a chance. Always a problem. Do you know, I got bets on like Rory versus Spieth to win. Ma- no, yeah, because you hate Spieth. We've established that. I, no, no, you no. You probably have Rory against you, Justin you Rose, have too. Zero evidence. You, you have Rory against Darren Rovell. I like Rory way more than you think. Way, way more. I love Rory. Rory's the uh, best. Yeah, I don't know. what. I, I, he's very open. He's very candid. I, I, so I love you, his So you just prefer he shut his mouth and play golf? You're no. One of those guys. A, I think this is a misguided statement because I would argue PGA Tour scoring is way easier than a lot of these European Tour courses. Yeah, but this is one of the premier events on the PGA. Or on the it's European a pro-am. Tour. So what? Not everyone's as good as his dad. Well, apparently, I guess Justin Timberlake his was not. Dad is a, his dad was... Listen, if if his dad could putt for Emiliano Grio, Grio would have four trophies. Oh man, fucking Grio. <laughs> he's lost twenty strokes putting in his last four tournaments. 
And he's missed two of the cuts. So he only gets two rounds. No, I swear to God, I remember the event. He was playing so well, and he just missed a putt by like a third of an inch, and, and he, he gave, gave the, the cut finger? the finger. Oh! And he has been like literally dead on the green since that like little meltdown on one putt when he was like in contention. Did you see the guy who got the three-year ban from the Korean tour for giving the fan the finger for like causing a ruckus? I don't understand it. Guys would like it. Well, someone joked Sergio would last like 12 minutes on the Korean tour. Apparently the Korean tour has a lot of So morals. can this guy go play other tours then? I mean, I don't even know who he is. I assume he's not good enough. He was their money leader. All right, then yeah, maybe he can go on the Japanese tour or something. Go play the And he Australian wears this like diamond studded belt. Oh, that sounds pretty good. With awesome. his like initials in it. Like, it's, this guy uh, sounds great. Maybe they just hated him. Too flashy. Tim would love the Korean tour. Sounds right up his alley. <laughs> All right, that'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. I told you about them giveaways. I'd apologize for going long, but if you're still watching, you clearly like the show. We enjoyed doing it, so thank you all for watching. Remember to give the show a like and tell some friends about it. You know, you're not you know giving up a whole lot of inside info on good picks, but hey, we could use more viewers. We could use more downloads. We could always use more of everything. So tell a friend while you're out there anyway. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience. Experience. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.